Talk Recorded live. The way you talk, it frightens quite a lot of people. And I want to know, are you going to minimize your way of approach? Because everybody's a revolutionary. And the fear is keeping people away from coming together as they should. As they should. Now, what can you do about that?
Kicking it with Mom Dukes a little bit, politicking with her. I know the family got it in good about what was next after we doing a little all this, you know, after the boycotting. What, what's next? Seeing that, you know, um, the, the Black Friday boycott, um, according to the newspapers, according to the newspapers, they, they lost money. They've been losing money almost every Black Friday, every Christmas for about the past, uh, I would say about the past seven to ten years. It's been a decline, you know what I'm saying, especially with the Christmas shopping time. A lot of people was getting out of the loop with that right there. A lot of people converting over to other um, other type of uh, uh, spiritual spiritual uh, guidance and spiritual thoughts and things like that are moving on to other religions that don't practice the uh, same those same um, holidays. So a lot of different days have been cut out. Slowly and slowly, but they said that um, this Black Friday, the cracker missed a billion dollars out of his economy due to, and you know, um, they're not saying due to boycotts, but they're just saying that over a billion dollars at least has been, um, was not spent this year during Black Friday. If that's, if that is the, the, uh, if that's the honest assessment and breakdown of those numbers, I like to give kudos to black people for holding their dollars. You know what I mean? We don't want to see them dollars go influxing in nowhere else. I've seen a lot of black uh, businesses, though, who were saying that they they had uh, a higher number of uh, purchase, purchases and orders on that Black Friday and all through the weekend. So it seemed like, you know, some of that, uh, some of that has worked out. Some of our people came in, did the right thing for the family, um, you know, purchase black first, and, and so you know that was definitely that was a good thing. You know, that was a good thing right there. But black pop, what's going on? That's brother calls out there. How are you tonight, Billy? So that was my brother out there. See, coming in and out, in and out. I'm trying to get him on the line, tight and right. We get everything lined up, get all the family again, you know what I'm saying, get all our, what they call, you know, all our ducks lined up in a row. You heard me? Let me see. Uh, let me see here. Somebody trying to give me a total life change. I don't know who that says, man. Let me get this stuff together. Get this out here. Uh, 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 man.
You know, you know what I mean? We're gonna have our um you know, we're gonna have our end of the end of the year cheers and jeers, you know what I mean, coming up, don't worry in a couple weeks. You know, we're gonna see the what's the best of two thousand fifteen, what's been the worst of two thousand fifteen. We have a lot of a lot of good strides been been made though. There's a lot of big a lot of good connections been made. We've been bigging each other up coast to coast. There's a lot of family connecting. There's a lot of um national connection, uh, entrepreneur wise, economically, also dealing with the uh, educational educationally wise, you know, um our educational system, the African um Senate educational system has been a big push this year. We see a lot of people um, really utilizing it. Um, there's a lot of programs out there. Before the year go out, though, we'll make sure that we got some Texas Lone Star RBGs back in to give us an end-of-the-year assessment. Uh, coming up next week, though, we will have Tar Hair RBG in. He got a new album dropping December 12th, so we're going to have the girl come in. Bless us, we're going to do a little uh, a testing of the music, you know what I mean? We're going to have a little a listening session, have a brother come in, you know, drop some jewels on the different tracks that he used. Um, also, before the year is out, we're going to make sure that we have an uh, African-centered show on just um, African spirituality and the ways that African spirituality is practiced here over the wilderness of North America. We're going to have people, um, you know, come in, tell us about their different shrines, a little different juju, and different things that they do, the different, uh, you know, different things that they do and incorporate with inside their own lives to make sure that their feet is on the ground and that they're still con- and they, they stay connected with our African uh, ancestry and, as I said, our African um, history and spirituality. Uh, I want to put an article in, though, that, is, that popped up. And what I'll do is I'm going to take this article, take this article and throw it inside the... Uh, Take this article, throw it in, throw it in the chat room. I mean, we're gonna take throw that in the chat room, you know what I mean? Get that, get that rocking off right there. We might have to do some uh, back ending on people, you know what I'm saying? And back, and back in on on a couple people. So we see that uh, one thing that I want to say though. Hold up, before we before we move forward. Before I get into this news, one thing I want to say is that I'm glad that we took the opportunity here on Freedom on the Ground to utilize this free platform. You understand? A free Internet um, platform where we can have up to five hours and at least two shows a day. You know what I'm saying? And you can have a show every day of the week if you want to. And, and it, but the, the thing is you have up upwards of four four hours are better of time for you to be able to do whatever you want to do and lay out whatever information you want to do. And as I said, it is free. You know, this is something that we have to utilize. we got to utilize the things that that we have available to us that are of no cost to low cost. I do not understand the reason behind paying over $100 every month for a blog talk radio spot. There's no reason for us to be uh, to be pushing out extra money into avenues and venues that we don't need. We can readily um, create our own listening audiences wherever you at. The thing about the listening audiences, you just have to have the, the information and material that the people need in order for them to listen. You 
I know that some um, certain avenues, as, as we said, as Blog Talk Radio, are they are um, popular because of the name and how people go to them. So you know that you know the, the name alone it garners people to come to it. But I tell you this: paying for something that can be made free to the people is ridiculous. This is some of the dumbest shit that we can do if we're saying that we're in a war, that we want to economically turn ourselves around. But at least in a war, we have to start thinking soundly. So that $100 that you are putting towards this uh, 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 radio service is $100 that could be placed towards a betterment of the community, not the betterment of somebody's pocketbook, just just so we can have the avenue to speak. Revolutionary radio is what we're into, you know what I mean? Meaning that every time that we come on and die, we're here to re-align uh, or re-evolve what we are doing, re-evolve our own thoughts. And um, re-evolving meaning to, um, to to go through, see exactly what we are, and then make change for better. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing that we're here to do is just to make sure that we make change for better and only things, the only way we're going to make change uh, for those things that are better is that we're going to have to uh, point out the things that are worse. So, uh, as I said, man, it's ridiculous. Don't, look, we'll never be over there. We'll never change. Fuck that. Unless they make this, unless they make this format here where we got to pay, we'll move this stuff else. You know what I mean? But long as this shit free, we fucking with this free shit. We ain't got time to throw money into the cracker's pocket just to be throwing it into his pocket just because we got it to give to him. I mean, we that, that's something that we have to uh, just just end. We have to end that. But now uh, let me get on to the get on and get down with the get down. And get in here to what we're here for. Let me open this article. Let me open this article up right now. But as I say, you know, Y'all look forward next week. Saw here RBG coming in. Hold on. No, that's the 12th. So next week will only be the 8th, but it'll be probably towards next next week, towards the weekend, around, um, let's look towards maybe uh, Saturday. Saturday, you know, we look towards um, getting the brother Saw here RBG in to do that overview of his new album coming out. We'll have um, more details on that. Later on during the uh, later on during the week, the Black Power. What's going on out there, family? Everybody lines is open. This y'all know what it is. This news, news, and more news. So uh, the first news article that I'm gonna put in though is a uh, news article from up out of Washington D.C. Um, and it's uh, in D.C. Public housing tenants forced out, then the homes are flipped. Uh, getting to this real, real quick, real fast, like um. Washington, it's an Associated Press uh, article also, you know, Associated Washington. In the rapidly gentrifying nation's capital, real estate investors aren't the only ones flipping houses to profit. The city's public housing story is getting in on the action. Moving aging tenants out of homes where they've lived for decades, renovating them and selling them to wealthy buyers. 
The renovations at a cost of more than 300000 per home are outfitting the houses with luxury amenities, and some of the houses have sold for nearly $900,000. Others, however, have sat vacant for a year longer after tenants were forced out. The Housing Authority plans to use the profits to renovate existing subsidized rental units and build new ones. But most of that work hasn't started, and none of the money has gone to new construction yet, according to the agency. Meanwhile, sales have been slow-moving and haphazard. Some elderly tenants and their children that ask for an opportunity to purchase the homes only to be rebuffed, even after spending thousands of dollars maintaining the rental properties. The homes are known in public housing circles as scattered sites, single-family properties around Washington that are rented to public housing tenants. Many are in desirable neighborhoods, including Capitol and Shaw, where median home prices have more than doubled in the past 15 years to 500000 plus. The District of Columbia Housing Authority once had more than 300 scattered sites and has been slowly selling them all since the 1990s. But in 2010, when the city's real estate market began to rebound after the Great Recession, the agency started treating the properties as real estate investors would, gutting, rehabbing, and selling them for as much as the market could bear. Previously, the homes were sold to low- and moderate-income buyers or to nonprofits that maintained them as affordable housing, a practice common to housing, authorities nationwide. One home on a well-kept block in Capitol Hill has been vacant since late 2013 when the longtime tenant Lula Brooks, 81, and her husband, Sonny, 82, were abruptly moved out. Brooks and her son said that housing stories threw away many of her belongings, including a washing machine, furniture, clothing, and personal documents. The authority disputes this account, but Brooks next-door neighbor John Wadsworth told Associated Press he watched as employees threw the belongings away. The house wasn't renovated. A year later, it was put on the market for 400000 Unusually low for the neighborhood, it eventually sold for the price after higher offers fell through. But the housing authority asked the title company not to sign over the deed. The sale is tied up in litigation. The rest of the houses are, the rest of the houses the authority has sold in recent years have gone for market value. Others sit empty because the authority can't afford to renovate them. A year ago, Levant Graham, 84, was moved out of the five-bedroom home in Shore, where she lived since the early 1970s and raised seven children. The Housing Authority plans to flip the house, but so far it hasn't been renovated or listed for sale. I thought the house was already sold, so I thought it was on the market, so I don't know what the big rush was to get me out of the house, Graham said. Graham petitioned housing officials to buy the property with her children's help. Instead, she was moving into a one-bedroom apartment in a new building for low-income seniors. The building is in a gentrifying part of Shaw, not far from her old house, but she says she doesn't feel safe because of a shooting nearby and rarely goes outside. The money that I paid there for the 42 years I was there, I could have, I could have had the house paid for, Graham said. I thought I had a good chance of getting the house, but I guess I didn't. District of Columbia law gives tenants of rent-controlled or market-rate buildings the first crack at buying them if they're placed on the market. But the law doesn't apply to the housing authority or its tenants because the agency is independent, leaving residents with no legal recourse to argue against being moved. Man, it's a, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Sunni Azadam, an executive director of the Council of Large Public Housing Authorities, said housing authority nationwide has been chronically underfunded. Um it said now they're using creative financing strategies to maintain properties, including selling the scattered sites, using private sector investment to fund renovations and new construction. But she said she wasn't aware of another agency that's flipping homes the way the district is. 
strike the HUD in 2013 to sell grams and books houses and 24 other properties. Um, they said they can't afford to maintain single-family homes when larger complexes need upkeep and renovation. Selling a home is a responsible way for the agency to manage its assets. Uh, they said because the authority hasn't been maintained in the home, tenants have had to pick up the slack, books in their son, so they painted their home, replaced the faucets, installed vinyl floors, fixed the roof. They said they weren't reimbursed for the thousands of dollars in work because they didn't have receipts. Housing story spokesman said he could not respond to anecdotes about tenants doing their own maintenance. Uh, the uh, HUD told that selling the 26 homes would generate $8.3 million with $1 million financing construction of new units. The authority has funding arrangements with HUD in which it doesn't have to stick to its budget proposal line by Proposals line by line. It's free to spend money where it finds the greatest need. So far, the housing authority has spent $1 million renovating one complex and $500,000 on prep work for redevelopment of another site. Of the 26 homes, 14 have been sold, nine others have never been listed for sale, and three were, three were listed briefly before being taken off the market. Two row houses in Capitol Hill have a block from the bus lane. 8th Street Northeast Corridor sold for nearly $900,000 apiece. They were duplexes when controlled by the Housing Authority, but renovations transformed them into spacious single-family residences. One of the homes has a basement apartment. The married couple who bought the home is renting that to a friend. The rear of the home is surrounded by eight-foot privacy fence with a portion of the driveway. Oh, so that's what we got going on out there in D.C. You see how uh, D.C.'s going. We got the you know they they doing they doing the um the gentrification, pushing black people out wherever they can push them out, especially dealing with these single family homes, seeing that people had homes for over thirty forty years, um single family on housing authority. Um, I'm seeing the good and the bad in this because see this is the thing about housing authority it makes you complacent in your living, it makes you feel like you have somebody who is who's going to take care of you. As the as the elder elder said, she in this time that she lived at the home, she could have paid for it with the rent that she's been paying. But because she was unable at the time that she got into the home to be able to finance it, she she lived there, placed uh you know um a, a very large amount of money with this into the property. And at the end of the day, she gets no residuals out of this situation. There's nothing to come back. There's no, there, there, you know, nothing because this is not an investment. You know what I mean? They have us living in a situation where we're investing in other people's lives, and then at the end of it, the thing that we are holding dearly to us, which is a home, people hold homes dearly to them, the place where they live at, are snatched away and then readily sold for a uh, 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 you know, a marker, and a heavy marker. After they, no matter how much work they've done in these apartments, they've been paid back. If housing authority owns the home, they've been paid back uh, multiple times for the home through the rental agreement and per the federal government. You know what I mean? So it's not like they're, they've been losing money, really. Um. You know, reading the article, you see how the family is saying that, listen, we've been taking care of the home. We've been doing the daily maintenance of the home or the annual maintenance of the home. You know what I mean? They say they don't have receipts, but I doubt that the housing authority got receipts for the same work that they did. 
Brother Tate family, this is one of the things that we have to def- definitely, you know, we got to put this out to our people, and this is one of the reasons why we have to learn to live together as black people. We have to learn how to put aside that individualism that's been placed in us by the Caucasian and learn to live with one another as family because this is the way that we can consolidate, excuse me, whatever little bit of wealth that you have, consolidate your intelligence, consolidate your resources with this side one place instead of spreading them all over. This is something that I've noticed that we've lost uh, we've lost millions and millions of dollars of property due to that, that we do not consolidate and we do not learn to live. Or, or we, we have not relearned how to live together again in order for us to have the best outcome for the, for the all. We are always looking, you know, we've been taught to be exactly like the Kraken and always look for the individual outcome. We're always looking for, you know, what can I get? What can I get out of this situation? Oh, it's all about me. I'm trying to do me. I got to do me. You know what I mean? And we live in that attitude, and then we end up in situations like this where we have elders 80 years old living in places for 30, 40 years and then being kicked out in places to areas where they do not want to live and should not have to be forced into, you know. But um, that's how the majority knows. That's what they doing. They flipping, they flipping them goddamn houses right now down in D.C. So, um, you know, you got family out there. Remember to start. You remember that we we wanna have to get back to living together, living together, and wanting to live together. Not wanting to, not wanting to not live with mom and daddy no more. You understand? Damn that. We want to. We need to consolidate that. Consolidate the. the um, Consolidate your resources, and we are the number one resource, you know, so we must come together and figure out what we need to do. And, and I'm going to tell you, if you're sitting around, when, you, when you're around, when you're around Africans and y'all are more thinking alike, it's easier for you to come up with better solutions for us to get out of these problems. We're so spread apart. We're so spread apart that it's hard, you know, when you only got two hours, two, three hours, and we build and connect with each other, only via the internet or something like that. When you got four or five hours, when you got four, five, six, seven days together with family, a lot of things pop up a whole lot faster. But you know, um, Black Power. Move on to the next article, though. But anybody want to add on anything um, to this article? Ask any questions, Black Power. No, it's all right. I see y'all out there. See the family holding it down out there. No. So, uh, uh, move on to the move on to the next story. And uh, this is an interesting article. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this right here. This is uh this is on uh, California becoming a uh, becoming the first state to ban grand juries and police shooting cases. Um, and, and basically what's going on is, basically what's going on is with that uh, grand jury, with the ban of the grand jury in California is 
You know, it's just becoming too hot uh, of a, uh, a, a, a situation. You know, you had the grand jury go out twice in very highly publicized, uh, very highly publicized uh, police killings, and both come back with a non-indictment. You know what I mean? And with that being had, you know, it, it, it makes people look at the justice system as though you should have no faith in the justice system. Knowing this, knowing that this is all a scam, so the scammers have to come back with a um, a way to get you to keep going along with the system. So what they say is that, listen, hold up, we're going to fix a piece of this. What we need to do is we'll stop sending it to the grand jury. If we got the evidence, we send it to the judge and see if we can go ahead and get this around. So I'm going to just uh, read a little bit of this article real quick. California becomes first state to ban grand juries and police shooting cases. Uh, California this week became the first state to ban the use of secret grand juries when deciding whether to indict police officers in case in cases of deadly force. The bill signed by Governor Jerry Brown on Tuesday was a response to unrest that followed um, the grand jury decisions in Ferguson, Missouri, and in Staten Island, New York, not to indict officers who killed Michael Brown and Eric Garner. The um, use of the criminal grand jury process and the refusal to indict as occurred in Ferguson and other communities of colors has fostered an atmosphere of suspicion that threatens to compromise our justice system. State Senator Holly Mitchell of Los Angeles, who authored the bill, said in a statement, uh, you know, the issue of accountability um, in, criminal, in the criminal justice system, especially when, shooting, when police shootings take place, has been at the center of many of the protests that, part, uh, that have occurred in the country this year partly because the grand jury process is secret and court records associated with it are sealed. The Ferguson prosecuting attorney decided to release the grand jury documents to squelch accusations of bias, right, and which show actual bias. Motherfuckers put the grand jury, yeah, and that's what they're saying, like, you know, grand jury be secret. This, the cracker tried to put the fucking, uh, the, what was on the record, place it out to the people, and what it did was it just, it basically indicted them and, and, and just satisfied the thoughts of black people all over who already thought that we were getting shitted on. You know, when you put it out and you're uh, instructing the people to follow laws that are no longer on the book, that shows that, you know, the prosecutor was, especially in this Michael Brown case, he was a willing, willing accomplice in tampering with the fucking jury. He should have been indicted. You know what I mean? If, you, if we're talking legal, if we're talking legally, he should have been indicted for what he had done because that was a criminal offense right there. But um, let's, we're going to move on. You know, um, then we got the, we had the Eric Garner case. You know, um, we've been looking for trying to get the public, the, uh, the minutes of records of what transpired in the grand jury. Uh, the request for the records was rejected by the Staten Island judge. And, you know, right now they're still fighting to try to get that to get that open. And this is what's going on. The new California law leaves it up to the prosecutors to decide whether to charge a police officer with using deadly force, a change that many hope will lead to more transparency and accountability. You know, um, Bowling Green State University criminologists released a research showing that between 2004 and 2011, only, one, only 41 police officers were charged with murder or manslaughter for on-duty killings. During that same 
20-year period. However, the FBI classified 2,718 police killings as justifiable homicide. Yeah, yeah. These motherfuckers got 2,700 bodies. It 2,700, no, 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 no. I mean, let me correct that. 2,700 times in in uh, a seven-year period, police have killed people. You understand? In a seven-year period, police have killed people and been let off as a justifiable homicide. Now, with numbers that high, we have to look at this and say that this is not fucking accidental death. This is not shit where, you know, listen, man, you got 2,700 fucking people killed. This got something to do with the culture of the fucking police department. This is not something about we just accidentally shooting people. We was nervous. We was felt, uh, felt threatened. No shit like that. You feel it, feel all that shit, that shit don't happen that much. You understand me? You can't feel that for fucking threatened. If they felt that threatened on a regular basis for, for to be this many police shootings, these police, don't, they don't, we don't need no police then. Because this motherfucker We can't have scary ass motherfuckers like this. They scary, scary. Because anytime somebody say boo, they gonna fuck the motherfucker. That's controlling though. You two controllers. We don't need that. We don't need that at all. What was that family? I heard you come in and say something. I don't know what that was. I just heard somebody come in. Yeah, is this me? My my, my name my name Jerome, and you know I've been looking at all the killings that went on. And it seemed like every time a black person got killed and he became popular, it seemed like you had private businesses giving these people millions of dollars. So I'm looking at these killings like a professional hit. Like, they got rewarded for actually killing black folks. Uh, yeah, listen, I can't, I cannot disagree with that. I cannot disagree with that. There is a reward system for the murder of black people if it is done correctly. There is a reward system, and I say if it's done correctly because I'm watching the cases, and uh, let's go to, you know, we can go, we can look at um, the Trayvon Martin case. You understand? Mm -hmm. No, No proper, no good witnesses, none of that shit is done correctly. A correctly done murder, you can get off. You out of here. You know what I mean? We got the, uh, the, the, the the Mike Brown joint, the way that it went down. No proper good, no good witnesses. We got sketchy witnesses. Nobody, you know what I'm saying? So it's a proper murder. When the white man, now, and I'm, that one was a police officer, one was a regular citizen. Now we got this, mm-hmm. now we got this right here. Now we got the, uh, I believe the guy was Michael Dunn, who shot the um, brother um, Davis at the gas station. Yes. All right. This situation. He kills one, leaves three witnesses, three witnesses who are on the scene who also were shot at, who now have a right to get him charged with attempted murder. What happened? Mm -hmm. He was convicted, not for the murder, not for the murder. He Mm -hmm. was convicted for the attempted murder because he didn't get it right. He didn't get it right. If you're killing them, you got to kill them. You can't leave witnesses around. You can't leave people to be right there on the scene to tell exactly what you did, no 
problem. Everybody knows this is exactly what you did. See, he was punished for doing it wrong. Yeah. That what happened to the police in Charleston, the one who killed the dude in Charleston behind uh, a warrant. He, he was going to actually get off. So this dude had everything on videotape and showed that actually and showed what actually happened. And now with stuff the way it is right now, it, it get me. I'm forty, about to be forty-one. I'm I'm afraid to stop with the police put the blue light on me, especially being a black guy. If I stop, I try to stop in a very lighted area where people is already at. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the the police and and, and and the worst thing. You got the black police that just versus the white police because they'll see somebody do something wrong and, and they'll agree they'll write the exact same thing down on the testimony on what happened. Mm. And I yeah. think when you got police, when if two police work together, even though the other police might not pull the trigger, if he agree with that person, I think he need to be out of the force. Yeah, no, they're just as guilty. They're just as guilty. We don't have an organized crime. See, once they put that suit on, they're part of the same group. Yeah. That's a fraternal order. This is one of the mm. reasons why a lot of this masonry and Masonic type of um, uh, uh, culture that we have here in America is so detrimental to black people. It's detrimental yeah. because, because we're on the outside as those who are not part of these fraternal orders are not understanding that. Our uh, people who walk around us every day have yeah. contract with our enemies, have contract yeah. with our enemies in order to keep us in a position of not knowing. Yes, I, I was born. I was born a Christian. My mom was uh, was an evangelist, and a lot of things that she used to teach me. I think a lot of problem that we have in the day is that. But number one, I I, I put it on church because our church is so separated. We have like. Ten churches in a small radius. That don't make no sense. But number one, and number one, you take away from the black community. You also take away from the children in the black community. You're seeing that dang, if you we can't come together as a whole in, in religious purpose, how can we come together as a holy social purpose? Mm. And now, now, brother, you're saying that about the Christian organizations, churches. That's another. That's another fraternal order. Oh, yeah. That's another I, I fraternal order. So they're not really, they are the gatekeepers of the community, brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying, because you said you would, you, uh, I'm not saying in particular, you, you said your, one of your people was a was a uh, pastor or something? My, my mother was a pastor, but I I, I, I go a little different, right? I, I, I believe a little different. Then the way she came up. See, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this, and it's not just necessary a kick at your mother, but yeah. her, she she had also been placed into that order. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's a total order to keep them to keep the community down. What the church does is it sucks resources out. It keeps you, you know, it keeps you with hope. You can always yeah. you always got hope that heaven will come after this situation, but it keeps your it, you know, it keeps that energy up for you to go on yeah. your struggle. So what they that's what that's all that is. It's a it's a it is a um, you know what I'm saying it is a fraternal order. Mm. Of, of, you know what I'm saying of religious uh, uh fuckery, religious yeah. fuckery. You know what I'm saying used mm-hmm. to fucking um 
suck the goddamn suck the blood and the life out of the community and keep us yeah. and keep us happy and complacent because the church no longer um it no longer they are supported that spirit of 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 fight of fight fight yeah. fight so we, we hear these I, I tales of well the Christians and spiders yeah. and all this but this was 150 years ago 110 years yeah. ago 120 years ago I saw a preacher today right. And me and him on the phone talking. I said, you know, I'm gonna have to ask you a question. And you know, me and real cool friends. I asked him. I said, what is your nationality? He said his nationality is black. I said, there's no such thing as black nationality. I said, black is a color that crayon make. You know what I'm saying? And I asked him again, I said, what's your, what's your nationality? I, he said, well, well, what do you think my nationality is? I said, you Israelite. Oh, well, no, I don't. Well, brother, you know, we, we might have to, we might have to uh, defer right there. We might have to defer between nationality and being an Israelite. But, and, and that black thing, that black thing that you just, that you just said there, I do agree that black is not a nationality. But no. I, I don't fully agree with that black is just a color as like a crayon though. I I would have to say that black from all of the studies that I've done is the essence of all life. That all life yeah. comes from the essence of the black compound which is carbon. You know what I'm saying? Which also mm-hmm. is associated with the melanin with inside of the universe and also with inside of the body and the mind of the superior black man and woman. And so, can I ask you a question? Brother, so ahead. when you when you talk to a white person, do you say they're white or do you say they're Caucasian or do you call them European? You know, it de- it depends on the context. It depends on the context. It depends on what exactly I'm speaking of. Okay. And when, <laughs> I, when I think nationality, I think that black is just, that's the color that they put us as. I don't even go, consider myself as being an African-American. No, nah, I ain't that. No, nah, no, nah, I don't consider myself an African American because that would place me in two different continents, and that that's uh, is, is absolutely nonsensical and asinine for me to even say, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't place myself in two different contexts, but because I have no recollection of the exact tribe, exact tribe that it, uh-huh. that I came up out of on the west coast of Africa, even though I have done a little bit of searching. But yeah, I, I don't really need to use that searching. But one thing that I do know is that from that great continent, I yes. derive. That's what I do know. That from that great continent, I do derive. So I call myself an African, a universal African, okay, you know, a yeah. continental African, I would say, because I I grew up here in this wilderness of North America, which is a melting pot of Africans, where they brought yeah. many different um, nations of Africans here, many different tribes of Africans here, and <laughs> meshed us together. And through that meshing us together, they have created a super African over here, a new African, you know. And that's and that's how I look at myself when I deal with nationality. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd like to ask a question, though. How did you come to the thought that, or how did you come to the point of saying that, listen, you know what, I think my nationality is an Israelite? Uh, because that the Jews in Israel, they ain't real Jews. The Jews of Israel, they're actually Jewish that came from Russia. They, and we, they took us from America, from Israel, and brought us to America. 
the slavers, the the, the rivals, they, they took our identity. Yeah. Uh, now, brother, I do agree that our identity has been stolen, changed, and, and all that. And it wasn't stolen for this long for no reason. Mm-hmm. It, it was stolen for a reason. It, it's deeper than most people just think about it. The world, they think it's about money. It's more than just about money. It's about saving your race. Now, now I, I agree that it is. It is about. Um, I, I do agree that what the Jews have done over there is um, is dealing with that right there. So, so I, 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 I do you think the Jews in, what the, what, in what Israel right now? Do you think that's real Jews or do you think they're Russians? That no, that, uh, that they're Jewish. This is what that I would say about Jews. them being Jews. This is what I would say uh, about. They're not Russian, they're German. The only Jew, this is where I'm coming at right now. The Khazar is the only Jew, as as per the history that I have right now. The Khazar is the only Jew, that there is no other Jew on the the planet, because um, I've I've seen no documentation of these other Jews on the planet. Only Jews that I have historically that I can find are the Khazars. Right now, mm-hmm. so you know, if you have any other uh, information other than that, please add on. But hold on, before you do that, I'd just like to say, Black Power uh, to the family out there, Black Power. That's you out there, brother. Um, cause is that you out there, sister comedian, Black Power? Yes, yes. Black Power, brother, born and family on the line. Beautiful, yeah. Beautiful, yeah. to the crack of beast. Death to the crack of beast. I say, I just wanted to, uh, you know, make sure that I spoke to my co-hosts out there and everything. You know, but, um, yes. Hello? Hello? Yes. Hello, everybody. Hello, how are you? Can you say your name? Can you say your name first, please? Sure. Uh, My name's Kima. Oh, what's going on? How you doing, Kima? I'm good. I just wanted to say it's um, funny that you guys mentioned the Jews. I was just watching this um, documentary on Hitler uh, actually over the weekend. Have any one of you guys seen, um, it's called The Truth About Hitler? Have you watched that? Yes. Oh, okay. So it was just really amazing to me how, you know, like, the uh, German Jews that were in Germany just went to Israel and settled, not Palestine, wasn't even Palestine, and just, like, knocked those people out the way. But the ones that actually went there was the Zionist Jews. Yes. Yes. You know, it was insane that how they did that. And, And it's crazy, you know, how much influence that the Jews have on every single thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And what they were trying to do to the Germans is the same thing what, you know, that they're trying to do to the African Americans. Like, they had declared war on Germany first, but it was financial war. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. So it's the same kind of war that they're doing today because all of our money are going directly back into their pockets. It's like a financial war that they're doing. And it's crazy because nobody is paying attention that history is just repeating itself all over. So it's like when people um, 
like, freak out about, like, Hitler and what type of person he was and stuff like that, I'd be like, yo, you really need to pay attention to what the Jews were actually, and they weren't even Jews, but let me stop no. saying that, because they wasn't, you know what I'm saying? They wasn't. But, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, before you keep going, before you keep going, right. on, and I don't mind when you're going to, I don't mean to cut you, but before you go too far, let us all give Hitler a hand. We are champions of white on white crime. We cannot be against that. We cannot be against white on white crime. So you know we have to make sure you know we have to have the stop there because you know we don't want to get too get too far wrong. But as you said with the the about the Jews and what they did there in Germany and the economic um, downturn, I would I would say that, you know, as you said, you have to really look into it, and there's even more intricate pieces because I, I don't think that Hitler, what Hitler was doing, I am a Holocaust denier. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. that the Holocaust happened. See, because before we get to go there, we, mm-hmm. when you say that there's 6 million Jews killed in Germany, you have to go and look at the census and then prove to me that there were 6 million Jews. 6 million Jews, exactly. I, I, I agree with you exactly. Because there was no way that it was 6 million Jews in Germany when you look at the entire German population. You understand what no. I'm saying? Exactly. Then we have to go and look and see that if 6 million Jews were killed there, they got 6 million Jews living in Israel. How the hell oh. did y'all got that many that quick? That's a quick-ass turnaround. They yeah. And we know Caucasian white woman wombs are weak. So that weak, wicked white womb could not be producing babies in this, you Absolutely. know, in this uh, fashion. No, not at that rate. Yeah, not Absolutely. at that rate for them, their population to come back in these numbers. So I'm a Holocaust denier. I'm I'm going with that. This was more of a a uh, a hoax, or I would say, than mm-hmm. placed upon the people in order for for them to be able to get that camp. I would say that those were work camps, and no one can prove to me that you can take bodies of that numerous amounts of bodies and burn them in pits. There is no way possible that that could be done scientifically. It's a scientific impossibility for it to be done in that mannerism that quickly. It cannot be done. So so with that, you know, with that said, this is a a money run and a power scam. But they killed six million I call them Jews. I call them Jews because see, I don't. I'm not a. I. I don't. I don't hold on to Bible history as historically accurate. I, I agree with you on no, that. Wow. So I think that it's not accurate. So I think that some of the things that we we carry into when we when we speak and we look at these people, I think that some of the things that we carry from Bible, we place it into actual history. And yeah. it, it it messes up our timeline and it messes up our scope of, of how history actually is laid out. Because the Bible is too young to be accurate. Huh? The Bible is too young. The Christianity Bible is too young to be accurate. Exactly. Exactly. Who is that who just said that? That is Big Bubba. Jerome. Jerome. <laughs> oh, all right. What's going on? All right. Then. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Big Big Bubba, that's, you, you correct on that. It's, exactly, it's too young. And then we have, as I said, the only Jew I know is the white is the white Jew. Is this case on? And if there's um, another Jew 
somebody has to point them out in history to me. I don't see them in history yeah. at all. I only see these people who came about with this religion around um, about 13, what is it, 1300s. Let me hold on, hold on, no, 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 no. Let me get this right. Around 700 AD when they yeah. came about the focus. It was way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me get this right. About 700 when they came up with it, when they created themselves into this entity, you know what I mean, into this special entity that was already based upon their own self. What I contend is that the Bible is a story created by blacks for whites in order for them to have a history. And so all they're doing is stealing history back and forth from each other. They're fighting over their own historical place. History and they want us to the Bible, so then that way we will dispose of and discard actual historical facts of of who they are, where they are in history, and who we are and where we are in history. Only two books that I do recognize in the Bible is Genesis and Revelation. Really, Genesis and Revelation, the beginning and the end. I would say, Gen- well, Genesis has too many holes in that story. Oh, there's a lot of holes in the story. The first one started the way it started, but they're telling their story. Oh, oh, you got to oh, oh, realize when, they, when, when that Bible written, when Genesis was written, they're telling their story. Because okay. if, if you read the beginning part of the Bible, you say, uh, the first day, then they say the third day he built a son. Now, now, how you know three days with Bible wasn't no son? Well, nothing can grow if you don't have the son. So that, that doesn't make sense. All right, so, all right. It, it was a lot of holes, but them the one you can get some facts off off of Genesis and Revelation. You but listen, brother, I'm saying when you say facts, when you say you can get some facts out of there. I, I say that you might can, um, you know, you know how people, you can take almost anything and you can look at it and you can say, you know, and, um, you can formulate a truth from mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? You can get a truth from it, but facts laid up in Genesis, I don't, I, I might not say facts is laid up in there. I would say that there's a symbolic truth. Yeah, symbolic. I'll put it like that. Symbolic truth is in there. In certain places, you can find symbolic truths in there. Yeah. But I, uh, but as an accurate story and accuracy, you would have to read that story very well and and and, and really use a lot of imagination in order to get the story. You gonna have to use a lot. <laughs> I, I call it his story. Yeah, yeah. Basically, because our story is a whole lot different. Yeah. Now, as, as you know, um, we you know we often we offer to the Khazars and to the Jews, you know, and we've seen a plane got shot down over um, Syria. I like to ask, I like to ask y'all, what what do y'all think about uh, ISIS? What do y'all think about ISIS? Oh my God! Yeah. I think that's a government host. Now you know what what, what you know because. I like to, you know, because that's a very interesting topic when we talk about the Jews and their takeover of the world and how mm-hmm. they are repeating these things, you know. And I, uh, you know, and what, what would be y'all take on this 
theory, this um, Russian plane getting getting shot down, the bombs going well, off Syria. Wasn't the president of Russia, he was, like, saying it wasn't ISIS, but the media keeps saying it was ISIS. Oh, ISIS did this, and ISIS said to do that. But the president is simply saying, no, it was not ISIS. Why aren't they listening to the president and the American media is keep pushing this down to our throat? Oh, ISIS. It doesn't make sense to me. America is the matrix. Everything is good in America. They show you what they want to show you, and and you actually believe it. I, I, I see it all the time. You got all these black stars that have been very helpful to the black community, and they get old, and the government stop putting this off. He doing this right here. He doing this right here. He read Little Church. He doing this. Bill Cosby do this. Michael Jackson do this. Uh, so-and-so do this. They didn't give the whole black community a whole different view of that person, not in a positive manner no more. But anytime you start digging in that corporate world and trying to get that corporate money, bad things start to happen to you. Well, you know, you the media is controlled. The media is a controlled section of propaganda by the um, yeah. by the Khazar. This is this is um, something that he created. Television, the whole the whole media, like, um, but what we see on television and, and inside magazines is is basically a creation of the, of the Jew. They they you know they created this this type of um, medium for us and definitely use it to. Um, do what we what we trying to do, change the minds of the people. Because that's what exactly. our job is when we on feet on the ground is to is lay out African propaganda the same way that they lay out their propaganda. Um, exactly. I, I, you know, I, know what? I don't even watch I TV anymore though. I can't because it's just it's just nonsense. To be honest with you, even like to get your your news, like you can't even go online to like the New York Times or something like that, you know, a reputable publication just to get some information. I find myself really looking at um, trying to get news from, like, over in the Middle East because I say this, when I've been to the Middle East a few times, and when you watch the news there, it's totally different from the news here. They're actually speaking about, like, real problems and real concerns. They're not taking a picture of something totally different. They don't have time to be worrying about what the hell Kim Kardashian wore. You know, they Mm -hmm. have issues going on over there. So that's why I have to get my news from there because when you try to even look at CNN, CNN is turning into like Fox News. So I just don't even watch TV anymore at all. It's one of the worst. um, That's straight CIA. The CNN is CIA. That right here is a true intelligence agency's news station. And I'm not saying that to be like, you know, you know how people be like, oh, the CIA run everything. I'm saying, you know, the CNN is CIA's media um, um, outlet to the world. That's where they put their news out, right there on CNN. Mm-hmm. See nothing but, um, nothing but uh, Jew propaganda there. That's why you don't see nobody. This is how we know we're inside a situation that, that we're going to have to fight up out of. Yeah. Because they're not going yeah. to speak on the enemy. See, this is not going to be an economic revolution. You cannot economic.
economically even vote against people when they faces on the dollar bill that you're trying to consolidate and trying to get together in order to uh, <laughs> make some real gains with them. Right. Do that with their faces on the goddamn money. They will change right. that money is worth ASAP. You know what I mean? This is one of the reasons that you know that the dollar is not worth so much is look how many black millionaires it is. So you know it yeah. when they let so many people get rich. Black power. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when they can give a joke, I just seen this shit. I just seen it. They giving this Puerto Rican two hundred and eighteen million dollars for seven years to play baseball. Oh, oh my! Billion almost. How much? a billion to play baseball. Oh. You know that money ain't worth <laughs> shit. Kobe that made over six hundred and I just said it's six hundred and eighty million dollars over his basketball career. Yeah. That's that's how I mean that's what they do. They want to be that money ain't worth shit. They pay they pay folks so we can pay attention to basketball, sports, uh entertainment, singing, and the real things. Black kids don't even, they don't even, like, like they, they don't even realize what's really going on in the world. If you ask the average young black boy, when I was younger, we had black music. Black music, that I'm listening to, I'm 41. We listen to good black music like uh, My Adidas, I Need Love, uh, I Got a Man. Now, all the black music that you see on TV today is talking about killing another black folk, Robbing them, homosexuality. Yeah. I mean, I don't see nothing wrong with homosexuality, but you keep that in your house. Nah, brother, I see something wrong with it, brother. We can't. I can't <laughs> with that. Uh, that well, I'm just saying, so I don't think I got nothing to do with so it. This, but you keep that in your house. Listen, on this radio station, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you on this radio station, we yeah. get fags. We call them fags. We call them punks. We call them gumps, and we say all that, all that stuff to say all that. Mean to them. We say all that shit to be mean because listen. Well, I try. I, I, I try to be a little nice, nice about it. it. It's okay. We don't have no nobody up here is gonna get offended, and if anybody right. gets offended because you say I don't like the fags or you say fag or whatever, whatever. you don't have to worry about that up here because you can get your ass off the line if I hear you in love with the gumps up here. My wife up here listening also, but I I look at it like this right here. All the stuff they're doing, they're doing that to depreciate. They're trying to stop us from breeding, from making babies. They're trying to stake our race. Number one, you got 10% of black make up the population. Why 50% of us in jail? I think that's a propaganda number, 50%. But I'm it is more that's than 50. Damn near 90% of Africans. We got too many people talking at once. Uh, and I love the conversation. We're going good. We're we rolling smooth. But we want to make sure we be kindly for everybody. So go ahead. Me and one to say something. And then, and then I want to say something, and then we can keep on going. Go ahead, Sister Camille. Well, Black Power, BB48, to the family. Death to this racist cracker beast society. Death to all cracker beasts. My bad for being late. Um, but I've been listening. I just couldn't talk or whatever. But I just wanted to chime in that it's definitely a, 
damn near 90. I'll push it to shit to 95%. I'll be so Ooh. bold. And in terms of us being 10% of the population, I don't believe shit the crackers say about that. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, more than that, more likely. Mm-hmm. They want so, us um, to think we're minorities. You know what I'm saying? That we don't got numbers. Yeah. Well, we got numbers. That's the language, yeah, that's the language that they want to use. But, brother, this is what I wanted to say about the faggot thing. This is why, why I said that is because the thing that you just stated is that it is a population, it is a way to decimate us as a people, our population, and then also our strength and character as warriors and as men. You know what I'm saying? This, this goes, I'm speaking towards the men and towards the feminization of the black men, is that that is something that is so detrimental because we have to have a way to fucking vanguard our community. And you cannot, you who ask, you, if you ain't going to protect your own ass, how the hell are you going to protect somebody else? You ain't going to protect mama. You ain't going to protect none of your sisters. You ain't going to protect your mother because you hate her. And that's why I said that we can't be general on that. We cannot, that, that's something that, has to, that got to be a straight no. We got to be straight black pride all the fucking time. That got to be mm. something that we have to always put over there and say, no, you can't use that because what they do is like the black lives matter type shit. They try to bring in the queers and the steers and all yes. the motherfuckers yes. on the slide. Yep. On the slide. Yes, they did. now we yep. talk black trans. It's the transgender lives matter too. Listen, if you're black, why the fuck you got to talk about being transgender? What the fuck is all this? How are we, we not worried about how did Mike Brown, see, this is what I'm saying, look, this, this was slick shit. I, talk, I talked about this before. How could Mike Brown, how could Black Lives Matter, Mike Brown protest at the end of it, end up with a story about two homosexual women getting married? See? What? Shit like that happened? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, y'all got to check it out. Black Lives Matter. Mike Brown, go check out the Mike Brown protest and go look up Love and Fer- Love Found in Ferguson. Look it up, Love Found in Ferguson, Black Lives Matter, and you'll see two dykes getting married. This is what they was. This is how they talked about love being found in Ferguson. Shit like this going on, and so this is how we know that we got on that shit hard. That's the same it's way. Right. It's the same way we got to step on religion. That shit disrespectful to us. We ain't being disrespectful. disrespectful to us as Africans for even bringing that shit around us. Very disrespectful. They want us. They want us. They want us to take on the European lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mhm. Mhm. And I do think we have some ownership in this bullshit spreading amongst black people because. When I was coming up, homosexuality wasn't even no reality in my community in the hood. It was mm-hmm. unheard of. I'm not saying it wasn't one or two, but ain't nobody know about that bullshit. It was something yes, that ma'am. was definitely um, looked bad upon by everybody. Everybody. Mm-hmm. That, that, as far as I can remember, and I think when I say the onus is on us for the shit spreading, when that shit with Wayne and Baby popped up, and that motherfucking picture with him kissing him, Mm-hmm. And people still buying his records and supporting cash money and all and the shit with Puffy with the fag shit and the, the fag he had. I can't remember the fag name that had the umbrella and all this. When, when, oh, yeah, yeah. Come on Bob now. Barbara Bentley. Yeah. yeah when Bentley. Puffy wasn't shut the fuck down and chased out of hip-hop and when people were still supporting his shit, you know, I'm, I'm putting the onus on myself. 
You know what I'm saying? Because this shit has been allowed to spread to where we got a motherfucking young thug now. So what's going to be next? A, a, a transgender MC? Of course. Oh, they got one. Of course. Young thug. Big Frida. Check this shit out. Stop playing, yo. Stop. Yeah, I'm Late night show with Jimmy Kimmel. Big Freedom. I got an odd name, Freedom. Big Freedom. Check that shit out. Working and bouncing his motherfucking big dumbass all over the fucking stage. You got to check that out. Big Freedom. I've seen this shit on Jimmy Kimmel. Almost, almost threw up. Well, going back to the Jew, it is the Jew's agenda to basically mess us up because all of these television networks are all ran by gays. If you look at the show Empire, mind you, I've never watched Empire. For one, it's directed by Lee Daniels, okay? I don't like Lee Daniels. I don't like what he stands for. He made this one statement about black women, and I think all black women should be appalled, but they can't continue to support this man when he should be ran out of the black community. Lee Daniels went into... Um, uh, AIDS clinic or something like that, okay? And he made a general statement and said he went into an AIDS clinic, okay, and he thought it was a welfare office because there was so many black women in there. How can black women support this man? How can they even turn in channels to Empire? Because you see Taraji P. Henson up there, and you got the music and the lights, because that's what they, you coons like that, so we're going to give you some shucking and jiving so we can keep you watching and keep these ratings up. It's ridiculous why they promote the gay agenda time and time again, but people just eat it up and they run right to it. It's ridiculous. Everything is being dictated by the Jew. They run Hollywood. They run what we watch on TV. They run these little reality shows that these women are going on looking crazy, fighting each other, cursing each other out. They run all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous, and and it's ridiculous that black women won't take pride in themselves to say, you know what, I'm not going to support that. I don't care if I'm only one person, while they're getting two million or something views per week, they won't get my support, they won't get my vote. I'm not mm-hmm. watching that, I'm not watching your commercials, and I'm not buying your products. You understand? So yeah. we need to take we need to take responsibility to turn them TVs off and not allow that BS in our homes. Not allow these yeah. televisions to be quoting to these young impressionable girls out here that in order for you to get a man, you got to do butt injections. You got to be on TV acting a fool and cursing yeah. each other out. This ain't Maybe nothing but a new good. Jerry Springer, a 2016 Jerry Springer. Yes. Oh, it is. It's the menstrual show right back. Now they don't got to put white people in black faces. They just mm. let the black faces play the white people. This, exactly. This, look, this, what they do now? Oh, the you know the little different characters who, you know, the different character types that black people have, the little clown shit that we be doing. Yeah. And all, the, mm-hmm. and all that shit was shit that white people did. That's what Jews used to do. Jews used to act like that in the movies and shit like that. And black people, mm. only way that we could get in was to imitate the fucking cracker. We ain't doing mm. no shit. This ain't us. This is mm. not us. This is somebody's mind state within side us. This is why I have 
because I know this ain't really our mind state. So I got to similar. I got to. I know that we can change this because it don't really belong to us. You know what I mean? You know what? I feel you, brother, but it's so hard that we are fighting against so many of the big giants that yeah. the the other the the unconscious black people are not hearing us. They're not hearing us because they're so blinded by the glitz and the glamour. You know, they're not understanding and waking up to what's going on. You just had Black Friday take place. I watched a video on Facebook when there was a woman in there with her little kid. The the white lady snatched the little whatever the thing was out of the lady's, the little girl's boy hand, and was like, why are you attacking me? And you know what? I said, both of them are stupid. And he was like, why? I, the, they was like, the lady attacked her first. I said, she's stupid because she shouldn't even been in the store anyway. You know what yep. I'm saying? That's true. So everybody, Right, check this out. You're saying that, right? Check this out. Check out what happened, right? Say I was checking the news. I was checking the numbers out. Now, I don't believe the numbers that the news give us. I don't believe the numbers. But the news give us numbers that say a billion dollars was lost this Black Friday. Yeah. Now, a billion dollars lost this Black Friday. I said, now, now I've seen the push. I've seen the push. I'm on Twitter. I don't Instagram, but I'm on Facebook, right? And I saw mm-hmm. I put a blackout Black Friday. And so I was saying earlier, I seen um, I'm back on the Twitter and, and on my Facebook today, and I see numerous amounts of black businesses saying, "Listen, man, this Black Friday I had a record amount of sales. Okay, now more than one black business was saying, listen, I had a push all weekend. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, damn, maybe our people might have worked out some. So if they say a billion was lost." I might think it might be 1.5. I said, yeah. well, you know, when I had um shared with you how I had noticed for the first time, they was talking like um it was the old Navy saying if you came, you have a chance to win a million dollars. How they was like pushing money yeah. to get people to come out. And I found out from a family member the reason why was because last year the Black Friday sales was down as well. So I was but like, oh, so that's why you got commercials. The last seven years. Now, black people been, we've been slowly, now, uh, and not just Black Friday. What's been happening, though, is there's been a, a slump in Christmas, in that whole holiday Christmas from, from like, November to December, there's been a, a slump in themselves, and that's been a 7- to 10-year trend depending on how you look at the numbers. And I mm-hmm. noticed in my neighborhood alone how less of Christmas light and all that mm-hmm. shit you see all through the community. Now, I say there's been downturn in economics, but there's also been a change in people's mind state on how they look at a lot of this shit. I share. I and I think that's I just... so. I'm sorry, Queen. No, I was saying I hope so because we got to do better. You understand? We got to do better because if we don't, it's just not, you know, our generation. It's going to be our grandbaby's generation that's going to be messed up. You know what I'm saying? So we got to do better as a whole, as a, as a unit. I just really wish that we can just come together, no matter what religion you are. I don't care if you're a Hebrew. I don't care if you're a Moor. I don't care if you follow Farrakhan. We just need to come together and support each other. Who cares about the Rick and Moreau? Let's just get it popping. But Let's sister, get it's those, 
sister, it's those reasons that you just mentioned why we cannot. See, the religions of perversion, those religions of perversion is a part of indoctrination. It's no other way to look at it. It is mm-hmm. self-hating. So yeah. I can't come together with a Muslim. I'm keeping it 100 with you. I cannot come together with anybody that's anti-African oh. and per- per- participating in those religions of perversion is it makes you anti yourself. It teaches you self-hatred, just like going to the educa- educational system here. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why, as you mentioned before, so many of our people uh, seem to be lost. Well, it ain't by choice. I mean, mm-hmm. they, we all was born into this damn matrix. And I just want to also mm-hmm. add, for me, yes, the Jew, see, the Jew and, and, and the non-cracker Jew, to mm-hmm. me, they all the same. I'm against all crackers, whether you got a yarmulke on, whether you got <laughs> the Amish pilgrim shit on. I don't give a fuck. You got the Amish pilgrim. You know what I'm saying? True. The Jews do control media and the money and all that. But it's not, I mean, it's other crackers. You know what I'm saying? It's the whole no. fucking racist society. Yes. Yeah. say, Sister Camille, it's the crackers, whether it's rich, Sorting a gram. <laughs> cracker is a cracker is a cracker. Black power. I understand what you mean that you can't come together with a Islamic person. I get that because I don't believe in none of their doctrines from anybody's religion. If it's like you said, if it's not African based, but we got to start somewhere. We yeah, they start. do. We- Queen, Queen, they can start. They can start by dropping that indoctrination. They can start by doing that. Are you kidding me? Well, it's a lot of young sisters that are not. Let me get in, please. Let me get in. I just want to say this real quick: is that we are already starting. The thing that the sister is looking for, it's already beginning with what Sister Camille is saying. That and now, hold on. Can you, sister? Can you say your name again? Cause I know it's um, Sister Camille. No, it's Kima. It's Kima. <laughs> no, I knew it started with a K and had an E in it, but I just I I knew it was something like that, but not the same thing. All right, Kima. Uh huh. Sister Kima, what you're saying is that we have to start somewhere, and that we mm-hmm. need to work together. And the sister's saying we have to drop all of these all of these other little titles. And I'm gonna tell you, most of the people who are on the line right now. Mm-hmm. We all practice a lot of this different shit at some point in time. But we dropped that shit, and we came to a court and said, you know what, we're going to work together. No, mm-hmm. no, fuck that. We're going to work together. And that's what we have to start doing is that yeah. it's not – we want 100% of us. We want 100%, but right now we got to go with the 5% of us, the 10%. <laughs> we got to go with who are going that direction and be like, all right, I want you to come too, but I, it's, it's a couple of us. It might just be three of you who going in that in that direction, but the, the three of y'all going, y'all going to magnetize and going to draw more. You just got to keep going in that in that direction because wanting to deal with those who are going to hold back, it's going to be a detriment in the long run. Like you know what I'm saying, we rather have a strong ten than a weak one hundred. I agree. I'm not coming together with no. Are you black? But if you are homosexual, if you're practicing white sexual perversion, fuck you. We we can't build. 
There is nothing we can do together. So, you know, it ain't just religion. Any of that shit, shit that you can easily let go of.
they lost the connection the same way that we lost the connection. We dealing with colonized people. We dealing with colonized Africans who just as brainwashed as any as any other. Oh people. my God! Well, well, a lot of them really don't know what's going on in America. To be honest with you, because I was locked up with with some foreigners, and when they when they in the prison system, when they seen the way that the the white seals and the police would treat a black person, that when they start to recognize. But in other countries, you don't show what America, what black Americans go through in life. Now they just started through the Internet. So now maybe in another country they can see, the, oh, dang, they're doing this right here. To them. I have a house in Africa. They see exactly what goes on in Africa. Um, when they send their kids over here to America, Africans, they tell their kids not to interact with black American kids. It's a, it's a known fact. You can look on YouTube and see a whole bunch of comedians making, you know, their parents behave in a certain kind of way because their parents don't want their children hanging out with African Americans. Yeah, I definitely agree with with you on that right there. That there's a a, a thing that associate with Africans over here that do not. Yeah, and that's what I said. It, but you it, got you got Africans that were born on this invader land who don't want to fuck with Africans born here as well. You know, you you do have that, but then you yeah, also I know some Nigerians who don't feel that way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's it's fucked up all around. Yes, it is. And, and ain't no ain't nobody not near African. And by the way, I'm not an American. I need to establish that I'm a, a kidnapped African. I'm a descendant of kidnapped Africans. I'm in I'm an African in an invader land. This is not America. This is somebody else shit. That's right. Yes. So I'm not going to call myself an American, yes. just so y'all know, all African-American. I'm none of them. I'm just straight African. Black power. Black power. Oh, so. oh yeah. I like I, it. I, I think the thing that separates oh. the, the most is religion. It's, hold, on, hold on. There's another brother I think want to come in. I hear him saying black power. Yeah. Oh, uh, this Anthony. Oh, uh, I just hear you out there. Yeah, um, I was I was listening to uh, we were talking about about the Africans um, in Africa, not relating to uh, Africans here. Uh, Is that brother Anthony? Yes. Black Powell. Black Powell family. <laughs> um, so what I was gonna say is. We can do it two ways. You know, we have Africans living in Africa who have no clue what's going on here, and uh, and for them to establish that connection, um, it, it's more like us taking ourselves over there to establish connection. That is the we have to work both ways. We can always expect them to come over here or expect them to actually learn. Honey, I have a house in Africa. Okay, I'm not saying that. I, I get that. I get it works both ways. But what I'm saying here is you have Africans here in this country that do not want to associate themselves. I had Africans tell me in Africa and also here that I was not African. 
To my face that said, no, you're not African. And, I mean, it took me everything not to beat the holy crap out of them, but I had to calm myself down and explain to them, you know, my fight and why you consider me not African. You understand? Yeah, I totally understand that. We we have to deal with this kind of situation on a mass level. If we just try to deal with injuries, Don't think like us. 
But what I'm saying is, I understand and I respect everything that you're saying and even coming with a solution. But what I'm saying is, if you have Africans here in this country that don't even, they don't even want an inkling to do with uh, black people in this country. You understand what I mean? The African mind is so, and I'm not saying all Africans because my husband is African. But what I'm saying is it's so bad when you go in Africa, I mean, you see a picture of white Jesus everywhere you go. You got a picture of a president, and then you got a picture of a white Jesus. On top of that, the women out there are bleaching their skin. to I mean, they don't even look African anymore. You go to Africa, and you're like, is this Europe? Sister, so where, I know, where are you? Uh, where have you been in Africa, and where, where's your home at? If you don't mind me asking, uh, I have a home in Zimbabwe, and I recently just went to uh, the Congo in July. Okay, Queen, let me ask you this: Why do you think that is? Uh, the description that you just described of the Africans that you have encountered back in the motherland. Why do you think their mindset is that way? Um, it's just from how you interact with them. You know, even no, I'm when saying, I was, no, I'm saying, why do you think that they have? Um, how could I say this? You have mentioned how you know they're bleaching their skin. They're showing uh, self hatred behaviors. Why do you think they have these behaviors? Because um, they just don't know who they are. And why is it that they don't know who they are? Because they've been colonized so long that they forgot who they are. And Just like we have been colonized for so long. And I want to take that word colonization out for a minute because it is education. You okay. know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. have been educated by our enemy to hate ourselves, to hate other people that look like us. Those mm-hmm. same Africans that are coming across the Ethiopic Ocean, right? I'm not calling the uh, the Atlantic, just so y'all know. I know it's the Atlantic, but I'm going by its original name. I just want to say that, okay? Those that are coming across the Ethiopia or Ethiopic Ocean here, how are they any different from the Asians that are coming here who look down on Africans born here or the Arab cracker beasts that come here who look down on Africans born here? Are they not all influenced by the propaganda that is being pushed by the beasts over here or by uh, the beasts that really control uh, information and, and the production of information? This is what's more, and I get what you're saying, and I agree with you. What I'm saying is so much, like, we get the fact why we were so caught up into Christianity. But really, like, why are y'all so into Christianity when you're losing your uh, your belief system from your village and, and your ancestors that you've been taught? This has been instilled in you for centuries. You didn't have to get beat and beat the hell out of but they the did, worship Queen. of God. Queen, but they did. But they did. How, how, how do you think we got here? Because they sold us out. Wait, no, no. You, you had yeah. some. Oh, you had some. But the majority of Amayafa, the trafficking of Amayafa was done by the cracker beast. And they came in with guns and the Bible. The, the indoctrination started on the motherland. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't they be having fucking white Jesus in their house? 
Why, 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 why would they not? I mean, damn, Senegal is a Muslim country. Nigeria mm-hmm. is Christian Muslim. You still do have pockets of, uh, and I don't want to say pockets, I'm going to say a significant number of Africans in those two countries that I named that are holding on to our African tradition and African spirit, uh, spiritualization, but that's against all odds. Those lands have been invaded. The invasion started on the motherland. That's how we got here in the diaspora, the Caribbean and South America. So the same indoctrination that we have endured started on the continent. It started there through the Arabs with the bullshit Islam and then the cracker beast with the bullshit Christianity, Catholicism, and Judaism. Mm-hmm. So we are all fucked up. And why I bring That's up the cool. education part is because what Brother Bourne had mentioned earlier, how we are not, you know, we're, we're African on the outside, but our psyche is that of the enemy. It has to be that way because that is who raised you. That is who educated you. That is who bombarded your mind with all kind of images that was anti-yourself. Mm-hmm. When you went to school, you wasn't taught that mathematics came from somebody that looked like you. Not Every, at all. Not even a little bit. So, so wouldn't you <laughs> think about a child now? Think about yourself as a child. When you don't see no images of yourself in terms of being the originators of the information that you're being taught, what are you going to think about you and your people? I get that. But when you look at countries like um, South America and Brazil, they still have their African traditions that is more pure than in uh, in Nigeria as far as the well, Yoruba. I can't say that. I can't say well, that because I've, you I've got skin lightning um, cream. Skin lightning cream is being sold at a record no, number I'm in Brazil about, just like in Nigeria. I'm talking about practicing, practicing as far as practicing their deities and still practicing the some African traditions. Some do, but you got a lot of cats. Yeah, um, you got a lot of Christians. I mean, I could say that about Haiti. Haiti right. done a so good what job I'm holding is, on. What I'm saying is that you have the, the the same as those traditions as far as when they got on that boat and went to South America. They have those same African traditions today that is still that has not been tainted like the African traditions over there. Now I'm not saying that everybody practices that way, but I'm saying that it is very much it's a definitely pure, you know, it's a pure tradition. History, listen look at look at history. Look at history and how the Africans were transported over there. Now we we understand that the transportation to South America was was large. Because we have the largest number of Africans outside of Africa in the diaspora down here. So we got them down there in a large amount. So they were brought in plentiful by the Spaniards early. The Spaniards mm-hmm. being people who did not really know how to run the system properly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the Africans there were allowed to do things that Africans, when they started getting brought to the Caribbean strong and brought to America, these, these new Europeans who were running it, they were a lot more shrewder. Mm, a lot I agree. Nice with their with how they would work in these Africans because they could see the failures that were going on in in the South Americas. I so that's why I would say that that's why we could see a large contingency of Africans inside of South America still practicing African traditions because of the um, context of how they were brought there and the difference of what of what was going on 
over here. And, and, and as I said, we have to realize it was the Spaniards, and we see the Spaniards were the worst, were worst at uh, politics, at nation building, and everything. Because you can see that all every Spanish country, all these South Americans, you see how horrible they got their countries is ran. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a real control of Africans when they came here, so they brought them here and they had them here, so they were able to, to hold on to certain things. You know, I'm not going. I, I definitely wouldn't disagree with that, but I, you know, and I would just say that it was because of those reasons that they were able to hold on. And when you go into uh, um, into Africa, when you can see look, look who look who you you in Zimbabwe. Yeah, I have a house in Zimbabwe. And then I was in the Congo. Yeah, I've been to Morocco. That's where Leopold developed. Yep, I got that book. I sure did. Making my husband read it now. He was actually surprised, and he's African. He had no clue all of that stuff went on. I was like, oh, my God. Now, this is what I'm saying. See, the African here is, yo, a lot of times, yo, I got a, I got a brother from Ghana, right? Mm-hmm. My, who, who my, you know what I'm saying? He my therapist and shit. He come through every day, and we just chop it up. He's been coming through for about seven years. You know what I'm saying? Chopping it up with me at least, at least, at the least five. But I know better than that. You know what I'm saying? And we chop it up on a regular, go fishing, chill, just, just chill. And I'm saying the shit that he be learning from me about Africa is shit that he never, ever even had. heard of. Yeah, that he never heard of. And he's not. A, he is an intelligent brother. Was a doctor. They're in Ghana. That's like how my husband is. I'm no. like, what are you? What are they teaching you in your school? That's, that's my point. You see, that's, that's my point. That's, that, that goes to the point of what the queen was saying. That, they, that over there in Africa, that had been already, they were getting ran over for, for extra long. Remember, they had already been ran through with Islam. Now they're on Christianity. They're looking for a win. That's why they dropping their old religions, because they're looking for a win. they like, God damn. This, he said they're they looking for like a win? <laughs> Like this, the winning motherfucking table. <laughs> See, I I can totally I I I, I can totally um uh, uh, relate to that because I I'm from Ghana and um uh, if 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 uh I go back uh looking back at it just like you're saying I did not know much of the information I know now until I came here. The reason being is. We don't have access to information as much as information is over here. Uh, you can rarely find information uh, because you go, you, you've been trained to go to school to be a doctor, a lawyer, teacher, yeah. um, you know, artist, nurse, and uh, so that those are the things that our our parents uh, or our grandparents uh, brought us up to look up to, go to school, be a doctor. So when I came here, I was going to be a doctor. You know, um, my first year in college. Doing my degree, and I all of a sudden came across King Leopold, and that's when I dropped the course. You know, um, I changed everything. I want to be a history major in kinesiology. So it's kind of like Africans back in Africa don't have, it's not like they don't know if they should have access to the same amount of information like we do have here, they wouldn't mm-hmm. have different idea or different ideologies how to approach this whole concept. But since they don't have it, so even when you look at all those great African leaders that came here and went back home, they only came here to have access to information and then went back home. Or they they know somebody who came here and 
learn all this information and went back home and teach them about it. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you will never find such information anywhere. It's impossible. You, you no, can it's hard. really it's hard. hard. Why is that? Don't y'all go to school? Yeah, we go to school. Okay, so who, 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 who orchestrates or controls the curriculum? Where the you books have come to from? You have to understand that still, even though the Africans supposedly were being free, they don't control the educational system. We still learn most of European stuff. I still Everything we do know is by European. That's what uh, Patrick Lumumba said. He said Africans know more about European leaders than African leaders. Right. I say, going back so, to so, so the education. That tells, you, that tells you that even though we would say we are free, we still depend on a colonial master for our education. We still want to think like him. We still want to um, do pretty much everything like him, even though we are being free. Uh, we just don't have that kind of idea to actually go our own way. We've been forced to depend on the white man our whole life. So uh, just it's everywhere, you know. The reason yeah. why the Brazil, in Brazil, they were able to actually preserve that culture is it came to a point where they have no other choice because that is the only way they're going to stay alive. And if if you made up your mind, uh, that way, that, that's the only way they're able to survive because they see their culture as a way of surviving, as a way of you know, liberating the spirit, not letting the white man, you know, like overrun his spirit. That is why when you go to Brazil, Brazil have rich African culture. That is like just just like the sister was saying that like when you go to Africa, you don't see that much of a rich culture just like Brazil does. Yes, it's because these people have to come up with, with they have to pop into their spirit into themselves and come out and say, we have no choice. If we let this go, we are doomed. That is just about it. That, to me, based on all the books I've read about Brazil and African culture in Brazil, that is my mm-hmm. conclusion because that's the only way not a man can survive is to tap into his spirit, say, this is what is going to save me. This is my, that the Christianity is not going to save you. So when you go to Africa, where I was, where I was raised, born and raised, Muslim Christians, they still have Afri- uh, African traditionalists who still practice African spirituality. But here we have we have Europeans who have conditioned Africans to to see their own way of life, a spiritual way of life, as evil, demon, and and so it makes it hard for people, you know, the the young generation that is coming up to look up to those spiritual way of life. You know You are absolutely correct because I watch a, a lot of the um, Nollywood movies from Nigeria, and that's all that you see. Anytime in a movie when you see a person practicing their um, upbringing or what they were taught, their deities, their movies always portray that what they're doing is evil and Christianity is the way. 
teaching them that in every movie. And if you're from Ghana, Ghana, you see the same movies because Ghana and Nigeria, they have the same actors and everything. So it's all like the same, you know. They teach them that everything that they do is wrong, but if you accept Jesus, then everything is correct. He is safe. I I want to interject something. I think we need to be fair here. Uh, Brazil is a country. Africa is a continent. And I am quite for sure, though I haven't had the pleasure yet, that there are, in fact, I'm not quite for sure. I have seen documentaries where there are Africans in Africa that are still holding on to traditional ways and traditional spirituality. And I also want to say something else. Hold on, Queen. I want to say something else about Brazil because they also have that same, that white supremacy ideology going on there. They, they have the same bullshit that you will find in the Dominican Republic where the light, light is right. And, and, you know, black get back. Uh, when you look at the last three Miss Brazils, they don't look African. They damn near hot, damn near white. Mm-hmm. So they got issues there, too, because this white supremacy has been permeated through the psyche throughout this damn globe, and particularly the diaspora. So ain't nobody untouched. Nobody's untouched. We all got the same kind of educational bullshit with the white supremacy ideology stamped on it, just like in Brazil, just like here, and just like in Ghana. The thing is to recognize that it starts, for me, it came with my realization that it started with the mind and understanding what had happened to my psyche, even though I think that my psyche is under my control and my, be- my behaviors are my own. Mm-hmm. I had to realize that it wasn't the case, and I want to thank the work of Dr. Amos Wilson. It was my really my studying his books and going into his work that I really got to see just how deep this uh, Eurocentric ideology, its possession on our mind is. Black power. Black power. I don't want you to take offense to what I said. Oh, no, Queen, not at all. Please, forgive me if I gave you that impression. Because that's, yeah, that's not what I'm trying to say because I'm, like, like I tell everybody, I, I, and I don't know anybody on this phone, but, you know, when I talk about those things, it's a lot of the time the black community don't want to deal with certain things. It's like you don't want to talk about this because you don't want to offend the wrong person or anything. I love my brothers and sisters in Africa. You understand? I love them wholeheartedly. But when I see things like that, I have to speak on it. I have to speak on it, the fact that when they try to separate from us, when they are us and we are them and we are each other. You understand what I'm saying? And we have to bring those things to light because, like I said, we're never going to get anywhere if we're not fighting for each other. Well, I want to ask for you to forgive me because clearly I haven't used the right words to get my point or to express where I'm coming from and what what I'm trying to uh, go to is the core, the source of the things that you are seeing that need to be spoke on in our people. You know, um, we we got it. To, for me, I, I just feel we need to get to the source of these things, and it starts with the indoctrination that we have been through mentally. That is why we have these behaviors. Okay. And thank you for your tolerance of me. Oh, it's no, you're my sister. 
You're my sister. Well, that's what I mean. We all have to come together. And, and, and these ideas, you know, not the chiefs in Africa, they will sit around and, and you know, they will have these kind of talks uh, about things. Not every time everybody agreed on each other, but we respect each other. And, you know, you can teach me something and look at things a different way because how you broke it down to me, I said, you know what, that is right. That's right. What you're saying and what the brother said, that's correct. They were colonized, and this is how they were educated, you know. So we have to be a little bit more patient with them when we see these things come to pass. So I have to build tolerance for that when I have an African tell me I'm not African. You know, I'm like, are you crazy? I shame. <laughs> you know, I, I went through that myself. Like I said, you know, I had um, some friends that are from Nigeria. We are friends now with family, but... When I first met him, I couldn't understand, like, how you on the motherland and you had never been to the Nile Valley. Like, that's my dream, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or the Goni Islands where, you know, our people was uh, in prison before they were put on the uh, ships and brought over here. Like, I was shocked that they he didn't have the same uh, desire or passion they to have no that information. Only for me realize that he had the same kind of indoctrination that I had. That's right. It's tough when you you try to talk to... I went into this um, restaurant by myself when I was in Congo, and I had this guy in there talking to me, and he made me feel so comfortable, and he was like, where are you from? I was like, America. He was like, you're my sister you finally come home. And I, that made me feel so good just to have, you know, another African man tell me something like that. He's like, you're home now. That's, to me, that was beautiful. You know, I was like, wow, you get it. <laughs> some people knew, some Africans knew. Some, so it, it depends on who you meet in Africa. If you go to oh, Africa, yeah. you and and you met an elderly and older person, they're more than likely to tell you the truth, because those elderly people know exactly what happened. Especially those in the uh, chief tenses, those chief and elders and the council of elders, they have an idea about what goes, what happened. So if you if you meet those people, they are more than likely to welcome you back home. But if you yeah. meet the just like the youth on the street, just like those, those, those youth, just like back here, same here, if, if you try to talk to them, they have a European mindset. The best way to find out is to ask them their relationship, how they view other countries. Because when you're born and raised in Africa, just like I was born and raised in Ghana, I did not identify myself with Egypt. I only know where I came from, Ghana. This is my spot. That is just about it. Even though I have a whole bunch of 400 millions of black, other black people living around me, I only identify where I came from. That is the mm-hmm. concept. That is the kind of mentality uh, we are Africans back home living in. We have been divided just to look up to uh, look look down upon other Africans just because maybe you're from Congo. Whatever's going on in Congo, that is their problem. Whatever's going yeah. on in Uganda. And all the all the places that is their problem. We do not identify ourselves with other Africans, even though we are living on the same planet, um, on the same continent. 
We have Europeans that are actually divided the continent into their own, you know, interests. We have France have their spot, United States have their spot, uh, Germany and, you know, Belgium and other places have their spot. So we have these African um, uh, countries that speak different language, foreign language. They have actually abandoned their own traditional language. So it makes it harder because here you are, you have, let's say Congo, for instance, Congo speaking French, stuff like that. Yeah. If I go and try to talk to a soldier, he's going to say I'm crazy because he identified more with it, with, uh, with the colonizer than he identified with me. Mm. So it's going to be hard for, yeah. for, the, for, the, for, for all those people to actually identify with one another. What is going to do that, what is going to change that is us taking organizing, okay? You need you yeah. need a kind of African need a kind of leader that is going to make all the African people identify with themselves, one another. Besides mm-hmm. that, we will always be going like a it's like you know, kinda of like a rat race, okay? It's like we running, 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 and there will never be an end to it. Okay, we just exhaust ourselves out. So the point is find this come up with a solution Organize ourselves, look for African leaders. That actually, I then make sure that every African living being on the continent of Africa identify with one another. That is going to be hard because each, you have to remember each African country has their own tradition, customs, and everything. Like where I'm from, you have 100 different indigenous people living all the same, in the same country. Okay, mm-hmm. and that is just about it. If you go deeper, then you see that the tribe after tribe, different tribes speak different languages. So, again, that is just something that's not a problem if you can make the African people identify with one another, acknowledge that the next person living in the next country is my brother. He's a black man, even though he speaks different language. He's been colonized by a different country. He's still my brother. So, yeah. I'm that. Because as 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 us, as just like like-minded people, we have seen this problem, we have recognized it, but without any kind of leader that will make the African people to identify themselves with one another, it would be impossible. But it starts with the people, brother. That, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> See, my, the thing is, and why I brought that up about the education, because it's about taking out the bullshit that has been put into your mind and replacing it with actual historical fact. Our people back in the motherland, you know, for example, everybody should have a copy of, and I want to thank the family on Feet on the Ground, because that's why I got my copy, uh, The Destruction of the Black Civilization by Chancellor Williams. When our brothers and sisters back home see why there's over 2,000 different dialects, what caused that? What caused our people back home to see themselves in these different tribes. You mentioned it was over 200 or something. Were you from? What happened? Right. You, you know, that that is the information that has to be plugged into that African mind. When that information is plugged into that African mind, the Eurocentric histography, i.e. Eurocentric lies and mythology will be pushed out. You know, you in order to push that out, you got to replace it with something. And so mm-hmm. our people back home 
don't even not I don't want to generalize that some of our many of our people back home do not even understand why there are so many different tribes of them now or so many right. different dialects. What was the cause of that? And when they get to the source of that, then we will have commonality because we will understand we got one enemy. There's one enemy why the brother from Ghana and the sister from Zimbabwe don't even know their brothers and sisters on some real shit. Exactly. Exactly. That totally. Uh, But here's my suggestion. How about we look at it this way? Because the best way to deal with a situation like this is to set up. It's like our own mission, okay? Uh, It's education. We have to educate the people uh, to identify with what what they have to know. Um, I actually met uh, this professor from Ghana, and uh, I was talking to him the other time. He was like, how about you come in? how about I, I come in to Ghana, um, to the university, and come and give, like, a lecture. And I was thinking that about awesome. it. I mean, yeah. uh, that is a great opportunity because here you here you are, you can go back home and then give a lecture about this um, to these university kids. So if that is the opportunity, go in and, you know, do a kind of presentation stuff like that to get their mind curious because this we are in an age where they they can have access to internet. So most of the thing they can look it up on the internet. So the 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 thing is, how about we started to focus on the university levels? We because we have young people going uh, and graduating from university in Africa and stuff like that. Once they graduate, there's no job. No job. They can't find a work to do. So what are they going to do with their life? Mm-hmm. 25, 27, 30, 35. I mean, you graduate with a degree of engineering, but there's no job. You graduate with a degree of accounting, there's no job. I mean, it's, it's crazy. So the, the goal is we have to change our tactics. We have to look after the university level, whereas all the information we know, we can't keep it to ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. we have to we have to organize ourselves. We have to found our own change. If we want to change, we have to found our own change. Found it. It's going to take a lot of work, you know, because they have different black people. Uh, some black people that have different ideas about how to approach the same problem, and they have people with a different idea how to approach the same problem. Uh, so, to me, what makes sense is if we want to change, then we have to look at the university level. We have to look at the high school level because those are the people in place of reason. Those are the kind of people you can reason with yeah. at a time. So if, if we're able to reason with people like that, go in, do a presentation, get them curious, and then the rest of the stuff, they actually take it up for themselves to do the research, then it will spread back to the lower level. Because going, I don't think going into the you know the elementary, the lower level, trying to educate them uh, at this moment is going to be the good idea. I wouldn't do that. Well, uh, we would have to agree thing. to disagree because yeah, what, the, because it, it, because why do you think they want our children so young? 
that's when the mind is most impressionable. I see, I, I'm with you with the university level. In fact, that groundwork has been laid by master teachers like Dr. Clark and Dr. Ben and others, you know, who, John G. Jackson, who did just that, you know. That's why we have the the a groundswell of those that are right now in 2015 saying they are African-centered. Why we have, in my opinion, the largest number of young people not going to the motherfucking churches and mosques. You know, so I'm I'm in agreement with you with that, but can the babies are the most important. Yeah. Oh. The, earlier, the earlier we can catch them, the better off, less work. It's going to be but, much harder to deal with somebody that then spent 12 years through European indoctrination as opposed to a four-year-old that has not, or a seven-year-old, or a ten-year-old. We have to understand that we need teachers to teach those kids. Right? And, we, we, and because of Dr. Ben and them, that's what, we, we got to look at what we have. I mean, you have Sheikh Anta Diop, you have Theophile Bingo off the top of my head that come out of Senegal that had conferences there that Dr. Clark went to. It's because Dr. Clark went there that Dr. Clark heard of Sheikh Anta Diop and did his damnness to have his work published here so that I can now have the pleasure of having three of his books to further me undoing the indoctrination on, on, that has been uh, placed upon my mind and my psyche. There, there is, and, and I'm with you with that, but... We, the babies, to me, are the most important because they are the future. And to and to show you the effect of your indoc- our indoctrination, it is kind of disgraceful that you're telling me there are Africans in the motherland that are graduated with engineering degrees and they can't find no job. That's, I mean, damn, you want to tell me ain't no infrastructure that's needed there? That's all well, over Africa, Richard. That's, that, that, that's insane. You know what I'm saying? Because we have been conditioned to rely on the cracker for everything, we forget that we are the creators of shit. We it's we awesome. are the creators of buildings. We are the create the socialization that we have today. The fact that you live in a house where shoes sleep in the bed is because of African ingenuity and and creativeness and genius. I, but if your I, mind I, is indoctrinated. You can have as many degrees as you want, but you won't believe that you can be self-sufficient in your own to create, to take the skills that you got out of these universities and go back home and create, build up the continent, wherever you may be on the continent. See, I, I totally understand that. What, what, the picture I'm trying to paint here is that for those kids to be educated in the right kind of way, we need teachers. That is the only way we can educate those kids. First, we need to produce the kind of teachers that have the knowledge that can go in and teach those kids. We cannot go in. We are just... Brother, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm trying to get you to see that there has been seeds already planted where that's happening and that you also can be another seed, everybody on this phone. I mean, damn... (laughs) We, I'm, I'm assuming, and well, I know for a fact that several family members on feet on the ground are educating their own children. They've pulled them out of the crack of these schools. They are teachers. They are doing what you are talking about right this minute. We got to remember, we're just getting, uh, we're just waking up in a real sense. You know, so 
I'm not disagreeing with you, but I just want you to see that there that these things are happening and that what you mentioned is true indeed and it does need to continue further and that is the case, but it is happening right now because of these people that I mentioned, like Dr. Ben, Francis Cross Welsing, people who gave their lives to go out, research, and undo the lies that they ha- that they were taught themselves, and that we who came after them have been taught. You know, so got no problem with teachers because you are a teacher. You know, if you're studying the master teachers work if you're getting the true information from an african centered perspective into your mind by studying you are becoming the very thing you are speaking on you know and i wish i don't know if brother cause is on islam because you got a brother who i, I want to say his name right kabone yeah, he Cabone. yeah hey. brother cause that's now, you now this is me brother born brother born if you could drop born, information black power well, there you go. That's Brother Cole's right there. Go ahead. Yeah, you're talking about um, Brother Kamali, Samori uh, Kamara, Kamali Academy. That's what you're talking about, Sister Camille? Well, I, I just remember the last, the name Kabon, so that might, you might be. No, that's yeah, Kam- Kamara, yeah. Yeah. That's the brother from the, uh, what you call it? I got two that's of them mixed up. Right. But both of those brothers, but, but the one that he just mentioned, too, because I saw a documentary where he's in, he's in Ghana, he has um, Africans there, and he learned the language, right? And he's sharing, he's teaching, but he's sharing information. He's trying to build the yeah. uh, the bridge, part, you know? Yeah, part of itself, Sister Camille, that's um, Obadale Kambon. Ashe, thank you, King. Mm-hmm. And so that's monumental, in my opinion. And when I saw that, I, it touched me because you see the realness happen in a conversation. He's getting with the fact that, you know, there, there's Africans in the motherland who haven't reached across the waters, and there's Africans here who haven't, and everybody's having an open open dialogue. And uh, I don't know if you could post that. I'm going to see if I can find it and share it because it's something to see because this stuff is happening right now. Yeah, uh, and it's happening on a large scale. I'm going to put this out there, too. If you go to um, bb2mukasa.com, that's the website he created for the sole purpose of uh, educating Africans in the diaspora and their original African tongues, you know. So, and it's not it's not limited to one particular uh, African language, so it's definitely something to check out. And it was hot because what was so dope about it is he's translating in English in front of them because it's being recorded so that those of us here can also hear what is going on. You know, and people are speaking openly and freely about uh, what information they had about us over here, uh, what information that they didn't learn back home, and it was a beautiful thing to witness. And Black Power, Brother Born, you can speak on it, and you, Brother Cause, y'all educating your babies. Come pull them out of school. Some they are teachers. You know, the only thing, that's the number one thing you got to do nowadays is you got to educate your own. You know what I mean? No matter, no matter what, 
you gotta educate your own, no matter how it how it go. And, and I'm saying, man, you know, if you got your child inside school, and I'm saying, man, you better have your child already already had already straight on what need to be going on. If you got them there, because if not, you're gonna have a hard time with the situations that they're gonna be dealing with. Because they're gonna be dealing with savages. Like how? Uh, I think too, uh, brothers and sisters, like because of the white man been in power for so long, these interpretations of what education is have been like skewed. And then he's telling the African that the reason that we're behind is because we don't have the proper education. So the African now is scrambling for the European interpretation of, of education to try to think that's the remedy for them to get bread. But he ain't telling them the reason why they ain't why they're behind is because this motherfucker took all your shit, robbed you and took all your shit. Hey, yo, you know, you saying okay. that right. I I definitely agree with that. One of the things that I noticed is that it, it's not the education, it's our political system. It's how we culturally interact with each other. You know what I'm saying? Because they'll be sitting there, it'll be you know what I mean, you'll be in there with dumb motherfuckers in, in the motherfucking class, dumbass factors in your class, you know what I'm saying? And no matter what, still at the end of the day, they still end up in a system that makes sure that they stay on top, that they already got into that situation. And I think that we're not, we, we, our political system ain't correct. You know what I mean? It's about how we work with one another that's going to get us ahead. And we, don't under, and, and, and we under the guys that working with one another ain't going to get us ahead, that we got to be individuals. So we not, and everybody in in the rest of the cultures to reach toward that culture, but everybody else. But you know what I'm saying, and not to compare us to everybody to everybody else, but to say that when you look at side cultures um, that are outside of the new African cultures built here in America, their culture is based upon unity and unification and how they can, you know, uh, a nation build. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And all things built on that same foundation. You know, we we stuck in a, in a different paradigm, and that's the detrimental to us right now. Right. Well, that's how I see that thing right there, man. But we'll, you know, like I said, that's, and we go, we're, and we're slowly, but surely becoming politically, more politically savvy, more understanding of what are the cultural ties and bonds. You know, we've been we've been here studying. We've been watching. And you said that perfectly, bro, more because what the white man teaches you is education, he's just giving you training to become an employee in a in a system of white supremacy. Like he's not yeah. teaching you how to break the bonds and build your own shit, become self sufficient. Mm-hmm. Turning us into consumers as opposed to producers. You know that's all we are, new slaves. It's I'm crazy. Get like, degree. Right. Right, I go to work every day, and I sit there. Even today, I'm like, this is retarded. I'm so tired of being a slave because they tell you when to come in. They tell you when to leave, when you can have your lunch, when you can have your vacation. Like, you're not controlling your life. They control your life. When they decide when you can't eat, you can't eat. It ain't nothing you can do about it because you're not well, taking anything amongst yourself to build on you. 
I spend 10 hours a day at work. You mean to tell me I can't spend one or two hours on my goals? Come on. And black power to you, queen, for realizing and seeing that slavery has never ended. It it's never ended. It's just a different game, that's all. It's just a different game. And, P, when I say then, stuff like this, of course people looking at me like I'm the crazy person. <laughs> oh, yeah, you putting a nigga in a position where they might lose that paycheck. So they're going to oh, be okay. like, oh, they, they ain't fucking with you. And then, like, a I lot have, of brothers. Yeah, yeah, I do black power on my Facebook page. Of course, you know, I got people from work there or whatever. And I was like, this is why I don't like having, because I'm going to say what I feel like saying. And I put black African power and the hashtag. So next day, I go into the, you know, the kitchen and get me something to drink or a coffee or something. So this guy, he comes up to me. He's like, "What does that mean? All lives matter?" I said, "No, no, boo boo. I don't support all lives matter. I support Black Power." And I threw my fist up, and he was like, "I don't support that." I said, "Well, then that's on you." But I'm gonna keep supporting Black Power. Now let me. T- I told him. I said, "Now if you don't like what I post on my page." The way my page is set up is not set up for you to enjoy it. Delete yourself. And I told him just like that. Delete yourself. I'm not here to impress you. I'm not here. You know, what I put on my page, that's for my people. It ain't for you. I'm not going to sugarcoat myself because you uncomfortable with me saying black power. Are you crazy? Black power. <laughs> <laughs> I was dead serious. This man I lost his mind. But you know that's, that's right. that you know that's that crackatosis, you know. You know what I'm saying? You, you know. can't just yeah, it's like you especially in corporate America, you have to look a certain way or try to fit in. No, I don't need to fit in with you. You need to fit in with me. Okay? And that's exactly how I carry myself. Oh yeah, you're the corporate America, you know that. Yeah, I'm gonna ca- you have to fit in with me. I come here to get a check. I don't come here to be your fucking friend. No doubt. That's real shit. A lot, of, a lot of them sisters and brothers in there, sister, they need that bread, though, because they got to pay them rent and keep, you know, to keep food on the table and shit. So unless you a solid, real solid African inside and out, man, you know what I'm saying? They should. And I can understand to a certain degree. So you got to know when you up in there, sometimes, you know, you behind enemy lines. And some of my brothers and sisters, they can't, they ain't ready to take that blow yet, man. So, I, you know, when I see the young Exactly. See that's what you got to put your, that's what I'm working on. You got to put yourself in positions when you don't have to count on somebody you else. Me? Because when they pull that spoon away from your mouth, what the hell are you going to do? You did. So I don't knock my people, those who in the street and doing what they do. I don't knock them. I just try to tell them to keep a conscious perspective on what you're doing and how you use your resources. Because any day a motherfucker can companion you your pink slip. Any day a motherfucker can be like, look, we downsizing, y'all gone. Ain't shit you can do. Ain't nothing you can do. Especially in will to work state. Ain't nothing you can do in the will to work state. Oh, well, bye. Uh No matter if I say black African power or white supremacy, if them motherfuckers want me to go, they gonna want want you to go. Go, yup. You right. And I'm I'm gonna say this: a majority, a majority of the states we work in are at will states. So you're not you're not you're not gonna prove 
you can't prove racism or discrimination within regards to your employment situation. There's, there's no way there's no way to rectify that situation. You know what I mean? No, you can't because they're going to no tell you will, this is a will-to-work state. And being will-to-work is like a no-fault state. Just like when you get in a car accident and you have these no, like nobody's at fault, it's the same way, will-to-work. We didn't ask you to come. If you don't want to come in, you don't have to. Well, that don't mean you're going to get a paycheck. Yeah, we're not begging you to come in here. This is you ask <laughs> us for this work. And then we get, so we get to treat you how we want to. See, that's the part of that. See, that's just how you know slavery never ended because they, they made sure that clauses was in there like that so you can have that type of situation. Look, man, we give you what we feel like giving you and do you how we want to. If you don't like it, another one bites the dust. That's right. Hey, okay. I was just down. And they'll be calling in somebody look just like you tomorrow or getting two Mexicans for the same price. <laughs> Don't you know it? That's that's all throughout the U.S. That's everywhere. If you're not controlling or running your own business, it's you. You up shit shit creep because you have to sit there and actually listen to people tell you what to do, when to eat, when to sleep, what time to be here. You know, it's like okay, boss, I'll be there at this time. Okay. You know, the woman got that double minority status. So, you know, she's good for, for companies when, you know, they need to get their minority. Yeah. That's a black woman. Double check. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a beautiful thing. I the bills. You see that? We got more than what we <laughs> Did you say, bro? <laughs> but the double check on that one. Double check, black woman. We got them. So, that's another <laughs> thing about the African. They have so a lot of trouble when they come here because back home it's a different social construct when it comes to working. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They put it, they put the family first. So if the woman might not need to come in or the man not need to come in, it's not like you're gonna get fired if you don't come. It's like make sure you have a legitimate reason for not showing up. You know what right. I'm saying? And then they don't have to work the same crazy hours. Like, they ain't back and forth. Like, here's hustle and bustle beyond. And the bills is coming every month. Over there, you pay your rent up usually for like a six-month or a year period or sometimes two exactly. years. Exactly, yeah. It is. So it's you, like you, six months or a year. Yeah. So you good. And I send my queen chips. I'll rent her apartment over there for a year. It might be like 800 U.S. Yeah. She might have a two, three-bedroom. 800 U.S. for a year, she's paid up. Mm-hmm. Now, you tell me where I can find that here. Yo, yo my brother is telling me the same thing. He said, yo, listen, man, $1,000? He said, man, $1,000? He's going to have something nice. He said, you get 15 because you have a palace, man. He said, for a year. He said, I can get the shit for a whole year, have a big-ass yard, like a compound. Yeah, man. yeah you can get a compound. Trust me. With a gate man and... um. Um, you have a house girl too. So you have your gate guy there at my house. He's the gate guy. And then we have the house girl there too. And she just cleans up the house and do the laundry and stuff like that. It's real. It's real. Very expensive. Inexpensive. Sister, can I ask you a question? What do you think about Robert Mugabe? I like him. 
I should. I like Black power. Black power. I like him alone. I, I Black think he's going to. Black power. Black power. Black power. I'm trying to call back again sometimes just because we're going to need you to, to, to talk us through, at least one time talk us through your, um, you know, through you moving over there and your transitioning and, and, and how people could move over there and what's the pros and cons and things like that. That would be, that'd be good. Well, um, I'm back and forth in Africa because I have the house there. Well, my husband... Um, he works like for the UN and stuff like that, so he's back and forth a lot too. Is he but, from Zimbabwe um, as well, sis? Is your husband from Zimbabwe? Or is he from a different African country? He's from a different African country. He's from Zambia, which is right next to Zimbabwe. Okay, okay. Yeah. So um, we get to go back and forth a lot. Like my my husband actually, he's probably been to. Um, through the con- the whole entire continent of Africa like 10 or 15 times, no lie. No doubt. The whole entire oh. Africa. But it's cool, you know, that I get to go over there and, uh, you know, live amongst the people and learn their cultures and stuff like that because that's more important to me than anything. And um, I, I, yeah. I like it a lot. You know, I like the people... They're very welcoming. Not mo, not all, most. Yeah. You run into a few that is, you know. That they are, that's anywhere, though. You know. Yeah. That's no anywhere. But it's, um, man. Mugabe. He's not giving out like, um, because I was trying to get dual citizenship, so he actually uh-huh. stopped it where he's not allowing um any outsiders to come in and have dual citizenship, and I can't blame him. Yeah, they they trying to undermine his ass. Yeah, I I don't blame him at all for that, you know. No doubt. Because they, you know, right now they don't even have a currency over there. They either use the American dollar or the South African rat. Damn, they didn't they didn't whiteboard him like that. Yeah, they don't have a currency. Their currency is worth it's it's not worth anything. Yeah, like, the now, now Zimbabwe is rich in what natural minerals? Do you know? I I don't. You don't know? No, I really don't, don't because they have you know they have embargoes placed on Zimbabwe now. Yeah, and my so fear is yeah. what's gonna happen once Mugabe is out of out of office because he's getting old. Ain't he almost ninety years old? Mugabe yeah, like but he looks good, don't he? He's like ninety. He was, he's years. not ready to give up. And the nah, funny nah, thing about, but somebody got somebody to be his predecessor. And I'm hoping they don't get some boot-licking-ass African in there that'll just fuck up. Because right now they're in a nice position, even though they're struggling economically. The resources are being kept, so they'll be there for the people once, you know what I'm saying, they're able to get some room to maneuver. See, what he did was kick out all the, um, all the white. white farmers. Hell he yeah. took them all out of black, the country. Black power. Black that's power, you know, and that's why, you know, um, they're messing with him. For that and other things, too, you know, like Obama's on his mission to turn every African country gay <laughs> and putting Man. sanctions on them if they don't want to participate, which is insane. Because I'm like, yo, your father is African. What are you doing? Man, you fuck know? that nigga. You know what's funny, though, sis? You know what's funny? 
they they had a documentary on uh, on Zimbabwe. They was on the, the media, the British media was saying that they was going through the uh, finding white peoples uh, who had land that they didn't that they shouldn't have, and they wanted it back. They was killing people, cutting their heads off. Man, they had a white farmer that came on, and he said, uh, "I don't know what they're saying about uh, the massacres because." These people pretty much were the, some of the nicest people I ever met. They came to me. They just uh, pretty much said to me that, you know, um, I was going to have to give my land up at some point or I was going to have to pay for the land. But yeah, there was yeah. no violence. He said there was no violence. There was nothing that would insinuate uh, any aggression that came from Mugabe's, uh, uh, you know, his organization. They just let them know, like, look, if you don't pay for this land, you're not going to be able to keep it. But yeah, they the don't British have media, no militia out there. <laughs> nah, the British media slandering them, like Sis was saying about uh, about uh, how them, they use the media to try to, you know, slander the black man, and they try to make it like Mugabe was a madman over there just killing white people everywhere he seen them, and the white guy was like, nah, these people was nice as you would ever, nicest people I ever met. Exactly. It's it's bad though because what happened was when um he took away the farmland from uh the Europeans over there. They uh-huh. didn't have a plan in place to help the Africans how to um keep the land fertile and uh-huh. you know, they just didn't have a plan. He had the initial plan and that plan worked, but he didn't have another plan in place to help the people cultivate uh-huh. the land or how to for handle the land. Exactly. Plan for development. Uh huh. Like my um my husband, his his mother, like I said, they're in uh Zambia now. In Zambia, she has a cotton farm there, where you know she she's like seventy something, and she still works her land, and she refused. Like, she has a house in town, but she just wants to stay in the village because, you know, her farm, and she's very protective over that farm, you know? But I thought that was, like, when I first found out that she had a cotton farm, I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. A cotton farm, you know? So. But is, is that a white man? Huh? Is that a white man that owned a cotton farm? <laughs> no, my husband's mother. Oh, okay. I'll just make <laughs> I'll just make you dangerous the fuck you know. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. I got my attention quick. <laughs> no, his mother is is their family farm. I was saying she's old, she's like seventy something, but she doesn't want to leave her farm to like live uh in the oh, city no. she rather. For sure, you can't convince Africans because my my own grandmother was like high sixteen, but she was still going to farm and still grow her own food to the day she passed away. So, an African yeah, in general, I she mean, won't want, leave that land for nothing. Like, she's like, come on, get out the village. There's no she way to yeah, she don't have electricity or nothing like this. Talk to her. She has to go to the school to charge her cell phone up. I'd be like, if you don't get out of this place. <laughs> no doubt. Now, sis, was, you born, was, was you born there? Was you born in Zimbabwe? No, I was born in Brooklyn. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm listening. I'm like, you ain't got no kind of accent. I'm like, you no, I, was, I was born in Brooklyn, New York. Brownfield, Brooklyn. Black no Cowboy. doubt. 
<laughs> so which one is your parents? Like, is both of your parents from Zimbabwe or just one of them? No, my husband is from um, oh. India. None of my parents is from um, Africa. My mother was born in Harlem. My father was okay. born in okay. Brooklyn. Yeah. So you in the middle of Africa Huh? So you in the I said so you an American African then? Yeah. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. I thought you said you was from Zimbabwe. That's why. That's why. I'm no, out. I'm not from Zimbabwe, okay. brother. Okay, no I just got to tell you, an American African. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's funny. I was, <laughs> I was, I was, <laughs> you know what? I was, I, I was listening to brother. Um, uh, uh, damn, uh, automatic. He said, listen, you know what I'm saying? I ain't no African-American. If anything, I would I would call myself, if I had to, he said, I'd call myself an American-African because the noun remains the same. But when you say African-American, you're changing the noun. He said that in one of his lectures a long time ago. So ever since then, you know, I, I always, if I refer to myself as such, I say American-African. Well, and then, with disrespect you know, to the elder, because, you know, that's one of my heroes right now. No doubt, uh, no doubt. For a very, very long time, but even still, no disrespect, you know. African is African is African, huh? Uh, hello, you heard Malcolm? You feel yeah. me? If, no if a kitten have all, all little kittens in a goddamn oven, they don't come out biscuits. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> And, and Brother Griff, you had asked about what were the resources in Zambia and a great book to get a generalization of the resources throughout the continent of Africa is Shake Out the Diops, Black Africa, the economic and cultural basis of uh-huh. the Yeah, I got that. I got that. I got to go. I got to get up in it. You really do. Um, I'm going to reread this myself because what is um, it called? it's called uh, Black Africa, the economic and cultural basis for a federated state, and that's by um, Dr. Sheikh Diop. Where'd you get your book from? Queen, I stole this. Black Power. I stole out the library. Black Power. <laughs> On the back of it, you know, it's not expensive. This was uh this is paperback that I have and the price on the back of it was seven ninety five and it says um at the bottom African World Press. I guess that's one of the uh, the places that published it and that's out of Trenton, New Jersey, as well as um it says distributed by Lauren Hill Books. But um you had mentioned how you know, the elder had to go and uh, charge up her cell phone. And he shows here, like on page 52, how, you know, you have the Zaire River Basin, which encompasses Zimbabwe, and that it has over the – it has the capability of 650 billion kilowatts an hour. Yeah, where they didn't have natural energy. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, that was me. My bad. My bad. Probably yeah. for that. It has the capability of producing 650 billion kilowatts an hour of annual reserves of hydraulic energy, which could, um, first of all, it's almost two thirds of the world's production. If we um, have engineers that can go back home and make that happen, which would um, fuel electricity for several of the countries surrounding the Zaire River Basin, as well as uh, um, Zambia is a wealth has a wealth of coal, 
and other natural um, minerals and uh, metals like tin and copper, um, manganese. So, you know, it's it's just um, a wealth of information and things, you know, I was saying uh, before that, you know, we, we got master teachers that have left blueprints here that we can follow. Right. Right. It's a matter of getting that information and then implementing it. It's so hard to implement, like, different, to educate the people there. The reason why I say that is you take, you said Zaira, you take the Congo, for instance, right? Now, the Congo alone is worth trillions of dollars, okay? Not millions, not billions, trillions, the minerals alone. The minerals that they have in the Congo um, are the same minerals that we use to make our phones, our laptops, electronics, all of those things. Do you know those are some of the poorest people in the world? I mean, like, poor. When I say poor, they are poor, okay? you. I, when I was walking down the street in Congo, all right, um, I had babies coming up to me that was hungry and needed food and stuff like that. And I say you don't have that here, but for a country that is worth billions of dollars, not one person should be gone hungry, poor, anything. Billions of dollars. And then you have the people. Let me tell you about the food in Congo. Like if you go into a grocery store, like if you go to buy food and stuff like that, every grocery store is owned by either uh, somebody from Lebanon, an Arab somewhere, or Indian somewhere else. It is not one African-centered big business like that. They have their little shops you know, when you go down to the market and stuff like that. But to have, a like, your business, you know, everything is owned by outside of interest, okay? When I went there, they have brand-new apartment buildings, brand-new, nobody even living in there. I thought they were getting ready for the African Games. No, that was, you know, who built them? It was the, the Chinese that came in and that built these buildings. It's on my Facebook page. Beautiful building. Mm-hmm. I, heard, I heard of it. I heard how they built. It's like ghost cities out there. Just big, yeah. Just ghost cities. They built large, like, condos and shit, but nobody lived in them. Yeah, and it's built by the Chinese. You know why? Because the Africans are selling off Africa to the Asians. Let me tell you something. Africans are going to look up one day. And they is they're not even gonna be there as long as they can get they cut from the deal they can care less. And the sad part, sister, is you got Africans selling the continent to the Chinese. Yeah, you know, they're doing it <laughs> the same way. You know, um, you have again, you know, leaders who um, are Eurocentric in their mindset selling pieces of the other parts of the continent away, you know, um, and here he was talking about Ghana, for example, which is, I, I didn't notice, I'm, I definitely have to read this book again, this is on 58, he mentions how, um, he was talking about Ghana and the Ivory Coast, uh, these are two co- countries, 
jointly have 25 billion annual kilowatts of energy of hours in energy reserves. Mm-hmm. Once there was harnessing of the upper, upper Volta, uh, Bandama, and Como rivers is completed. But he mentioned something here, which we can take to the Caribbean when it comes to Jamaica and um, them getting the fish from New England and shit. Ghana, he says, would be better advised to import coal from South Africa, Rhodesia, which is now um, Zimbabwe, or right. even from Europe, then from getting it from Europe. Can rather than taking advantage of the proximity of the ivory forest, which is dense forest. Did you know how disgusting they fish is? and their food is out there in, in Congo. Sister, when I tell you those living conditions are like nothing to be messed with out there, and this is the uh, consider the nice areas. That's the nice part, and they can't even get decent food and decent, like decent just if you wanted to go to the store and buy some fresh food, is nothing decent for you to get because everything is uh, imported into Congo. They have nothing there that they're using for the people as resources, except the resources of, like I said, the uh, minerals that produce cell phones. And those people are working like slaves and dogs, and they're not even making, I can tell you, they're not even making 2 or $3 a day. Mm. And you have planes that's flying out of, um, the Congo, maybe four or five times, these men are going into the jungles to risk their life for these minerals and even to get robbed or killed for the minerals, and then someone will take their bags uh, filled up with, it looks like rock. And the guy, he'll be sitting there waiting for them right on like this man-made um, tarp or whatever where the planes land. And these people are going hungry, and they can't, but their president know this. Like I said, they are only the, whatever deals those people make while they're in office. That's all they care about. When that president leaves, um, Dennis, what's his name, Sousa, when he leaves um, the Congo, trust me, he's gonna do just like every other president in Africa that was pre- over Congo. He's gonna go right to France and enjoy his life. Mm, I say, they don't care about some people there. The Congo was done. Once they got Patrice Lumumba, that was the end of the Congo. Yeah. Well, there's always hope. Yeah, could they get another one? But once they got Patrice, there go ahead, sis. I was just going to say, like Brother Bourne said, though, you know, where the enemy works as a group, we are looking at ourselves as individuals. Mm Mm-hmm. So... it's really bad for them. And when when I'm over there, I'm, like, helping those brothers and sisters as much as possible, as much as possible, because they are really – a lot of people don't realize that. They go, oh, the Congo is worth billions. Yeah, but you don't understand what these people are going through out here. Because they don't get the money. <laughs> don't trickle back down because the, whoever's at the top is not as – you know, taking care of their own people. They're only out for their own individualistic needs and selfishness. That's it's so uh, sad. A of European indoctrination, but we got the same shit here. I mean, damn, 
how many black millionaires we got here now, like the brother had mentioned earlier. And look at the hoods. Look at the, I mean, Oprah is from the Delta in Mississippi. If you you want to, shit, I don't have to go over to Africa to see poverty. Right, exactly. They don't even got bathrooms. <laughs> They're living in broke down trailers and having to get rid of their bi- uh, uh, biological uh, waste products and buckets and shit. Oprah can build a school in South Africa, but she couldn't come back to where she was raised to build the people that's living by the Mississippi Delta? Yeah, she didn't care. Selfishness. I say, like the uh, Brother Bourne was speaking on earlier. It's it's selfish to see your people. I mean, I rolled past, like, the president's uh, house out there, and you should see how huge and big and beautiful it is. And then right down the block, you see a whole bunch of people living in tents and shacks. That's selfishness. How can you live with yourself like that? Yeah, I was going to say that that's the, that is, that's the crack of toasts, you know what I mean? It's, if you are if you educated by a European and you don't have a cultural identity, you become a European. And so by definition, that's, a, that's an individual savage, you know what I mean? And a savage is for self. And that's really what we're dealing with at the end of the day. You know, until, until the things that the European values um, have their value taken away, um, you know, that's, that's going to be a challenge. And, again, it, it does have a lot to do with the cultural identity, but even with having one, um, some some uh, many of our people treat the information that the European gives us as it's gold. as gold. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna make it's gonna make you money. It's almost the promise. The European the European's knowledge to take his brain and put it in your skull is almost a, a proclamation of what intelligence um, and and potential wealth, right? And so even 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 the child in the slums on the, on the continent or in the ghetto, you know, when you're talking about wanting more for yourself, it's still at the root of it. The only reason we want more is because we see white people with things that we're told we should have as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. And so that thought process can only, again, that, that's a foreign thought process. Um, and it's toxic. You know what I mean? It's no, it's it's just as toxic as shooting some dope in your veins. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just as toxic, just as toxic, because the grind, the grind that a person um, justifies, it is the the um, it's not for the greater good, and it's not even for the greater good of the, their individual self, even if that's what they're focused on. But they won't find that out until they until it's over. See. See, uh, we we we've been we've been taught to to think like the white man, to view things like the white man, to behave like the white man. The white man mindset is based on individualism. An African concept of way of living is about the group, the whole clan. It's about the tribe. Everybody's included to make sure everybody's taken care of. But we only view success through the lens of the white man, what the white man classify as success. That is how we 
blueprint or how, that's how we function as an Africans in general. So when you go back to Africa, you see Africans themselves. All their efforts, everything that they've ever done or the way they think is oriented towards the white man's perspective, idea of success. So even though uh, you see some African living in Africa, uh, instead of just concentrating on changing their mindset to do for them uh, for the whole community, they have this mentality of individualism. You know, this is what it says success. This is what uh, the white man says. This is what makes you success. So we got to dress like the white man. We got to talk like the white man. We got to think like the white man. That is mm-hmm. what um, is being the, the kind of sickness or disease that um, have, I mean, actually infiltrate our mind. Uh, in other words, uh, our uh, conscious mind, and subconscious mind, has been invaded and occupied for quite a long time that we can't seem to find a cure for it. That that is the problem that we Africans are suffering from now. You know, you can go both ways. It doesn't matter. If you go to Africa, you see the same concept. If you come to America, you see the same concept. So it's kind of like uh, we can seem to get out of this kind of mentality, this kind of disease that's kind of like eating up our spirit. It's kind of like, I mean, it's it's insane when you look at it. When you when you spend so much time and, and you, you want to talk to your own kind about it, it's like, man, look, this is what's going on. They don't want to listen to you, you know. Yeah. It's not insane to them to tell them, like, well, I mean, why would I live this good life? I mean, behind, yeah. what are you talking about? So it's kind of like mm-hmm. you constantly enraged with yourself or with your own kind trying to explain to them what is something that's kind of like, you know, I mean, you you don't even have words for it. Sometimes we just, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say Black power, apparently. Black power, apparently. Black power. Problem with the motherfucking shit is, right? Got too many chicken motherfucking Georges and not enough Kunta Kentes. All right? <laughs> Niggas <laughs> happy with being motherfucking poop. Okay? That's the fucking problem. If you gotta be told, stop getting your ass whooped and start whooping some ass back. <laughs> what am I supposed to say, man? That's the fucking problem. That's real. That's real.
right? If you ain't willing to do it, step the fuck back because you ain't going to get free, right? To, uh, to do shit, you got to be uncomfortable. If you always want to stay in your comfortable zone, you ain't going to ever get swole, yo. Never. Black power. Black power. Black power. Black power, brother. I say to that, and I was gonna add on. I was gonna add on that. Um, I had commented on this before. Well, you know how right now there's a, a big push for for STEM, STEM learning. You know, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you if you take a step back from how it's being promoted, you know, and it's related to everything everyone's been saying. Um. You work when you're working on someone else's future projection of where you're supposed to be. <laughs> um, that makes it more pertinent. It makes it more urgent as far as right now. You can't afford to wait 15, 20, 30 years um, and working on a plan when the, the situation doesn't. The situation isn't guaranteed <laughs> for you to be um, in a state to, to do that and. 25, 30 years. You get what I'm saying by that? Um, sure. And, and so, well, in regards to, like I'm saying, the STEM, again, you have a lot of our people who have, uh, I mean, the Cracker has many different acronyms and funny ways of um, convincing us convincing us that our children have a better chance um, with this program. And so when I broke down the STEM, you know, the science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, and I started to watch how the European is teaching this particular um, new 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 type of approach towards education, I realize he's not teaching nobody shit that they're not already yeah. doing, right? And so, yeah. and so you have to be mindful of the fact that the root the root to his control moving forward, as far as our babies are concerned, relates directly to what his intentions are. So, if his intentions are that you know. He's gonna he's gonna basically take us out of the uh, service sector, retail, and and things like that, and customer service, and put the babies into assembly lines. When we're talking about science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, you're not talking about being scientists. You're talking about being assembly workers and manufacturing workers. You're talking about yeah. being laborers. You know what I'm talking saying? Absolutely. You're talking about you're talking, talking about automated. About- you're talking about working on automated systems that don't need a motherfucking nigga to think to, to operate the shit. You got to hit the button. So, you're talking about the, the prison industrial complex. Is what that's, you're talking that's, about. That's, 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 what, that's, that's what we're exactly talking about. That's what we're talking about. Let me add on real quick, Brother Paul. Go ahead, Brother Lou. You can't learn shit without peace and fucking peace. It's freedom. You can't do it. You can't learn that with a baby. You can't learn nothing without peace and freedom. Okay, when you when you built the pyramids, you did all your great things. You what you didn't do it under war. You did it under peace and freedom. Yeah. See, <laughs> freedom got to be the most beloved thing. It got to be like hunger every day. You got to crave that motherfucker. You got to feed it. We got to practice it. We got to roll it, and it can't never get played out like a goddamn nineteen eighty song. See, freedom ain't never played out, and that's the fucking problem. You can't, you can't, you can't learn how to grow shit when the master whooping your ass and always. That's your why place. you got to remove that master. It's black power. That's the first fucking move, first and foremost. And you gotta stop letting your enemy be judge, jury, executioner. Over. 
And if you got to be told that, I don't know what else to tell you. You you, you want to die in, in, in some effect. You don't want freedom. What you doing to practice? All right, black power. Black See, power. You, and actually, you, I'm glad you brought that up because I heard somebody bring up freedom before. And for me, I don't freedom to me equals retribution. I don't see one without the other. Justice, okay. it got to be justice I in there. want payback. I need payback. <laughs> and my getting payback will bring my freedom. It, it's built, it, it's built a- into your freedom, Queen. It's built into your freedom. Shay. Well, my mm-hmm. my thing is this, Queen. You're right on point. You're not going to have to worry about retribution, though, in the sense of this. When you when you get free, the only way you're going to get free is to have to annihilate this motherfucker. That's retribution, brother. Yeah, That's I know, what Marcus Garvey talked about. I'm with you, sis. And what I'm saying is they're one and the same because this motherfucker mm-hmm. cannot so this, 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 this cracker beast cannot survive without being a parasite on the African, uh, uh, um, African liberation. If we free, then that means that they no longer can exist in power. It's a duality that goes on. They cannot exist without maintaining some type of occupation and control over our ability to be able to develop and grow as a people. The only way they could be on top is if we on the fucking bottom. Yeah. And we switch that's, to the top, they no longer dig in. That's the essence of capitalism, see? The enemy knows it's either killed or be killed. We the only ones that's playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that That's what Khalid Muhammad said. He was like, he said, the system is like it's saying, um, the, uh, the spider web is the problem. I mean, how can a spider web exist without a spider? <laughs> Don't kill the spider. <laughs> kill the spider. There would be no spider web, right? That's right. That is still the whole solve the problem because if you get rid of the spider web, it's going to be another spider that's going to be creating another web. So what do you do? You get rid of the spider. Mm-hmm. All right, you torch all webs, baby. Torch them. And then once we get rid of this white beast, we're going to have this fucking oriental beast and this air beast to bang with. The motherfuckers is, want to you got to see, see, hold up. You're moving too fast. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> you got to listen to what Nat Turner said. You ain't doing nothing until you handle them 100. Okay, now. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. You're no only strong as your weakest link. And the problem mm-hmm. is you got too many weak links, man. Got to tighten up the chain. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you got to do hard decisions. That's the problem. You, it, it's, that's the problem, you know. And if you ain't ready to make hard decisions, then you ain't really ready to be no leader. You a follower then. You sheep. Bad. That's all I want to hear come out your fucking mouth. <laughs> Move. Get out the way. Uh, Dr. Clark, Killy said, we have yet to deal with black traders. That is our problem. It is pointed out beautifully, and what we we up to chapter nine and destruction of black civilization. That is a point that has been honed in by the ancestor Chancellor Williams in that work. We have to deal with black traders. There's no if ands buts about it. Look, look, families that's make great. nations, man. Without without a tight family, you ain't gonna have a tight nation, man. And that's the fucking problem. All right. 
You got you got a million babies you want. You got their mamas and daddies stupid shit. Don't mean nothing. This is cannon fodder. It's fucking cannon fodder. And that's the fucking problem we at right now, goddammit. All right? It's goddamn ridiculous out here. Okay? And if you, you goddamn, goddamn. See, be, being grown is what? Not being told what to do. But then, nigga, why you getting told what to do all the time? Oh, that's what I was just talking about earlier. No doubt. Just the thought. That's how I, that's why I be like, I have to, I have to get out that situation. I have to, I mean, because if not, you're just going to, the cycle is going to continue. You're just going to keep being a slave. It's not a, it's not an individual game, though. It's the whole, you got to break down the system. You become a capitalist, you just fit in the system. It's called capitalism. Yeah. yeah. Suffering right. is the only way that's going to bring the shit down. You got to do the op. Like I said, you, you don't add more hot water to the burning goddamn water. You need cold water. Right? You got to have that. You gotta have your fire extinguisher ready on hand. And your dumb ass ain't even thought about baking one, building one, you gotta be told to do that. I guess you do you won't. You we subconsciously want all this shit you get in there. Gotta be. Hmm. Well what's the other conclusion? Mental slavery is a bitch. Yes it is. Listen, you can't figure out how to break it. <laughs> the way it, is, it ain't completely fault. Well, that's what we're working on, King. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you, you, you gave that example with Nat Turner. And that shit was, now, that was some real, they wasn't just mental slavery, physical slavery. Yeah. And he couldn't get, he couldn't get, he couldn't get, he couldn't get, all he could get to show it was a thousand. And I now mean, cattle Word. How many people on that plantation? He can only get a thousand. Okay, throughout the county. Wherever he was at in Virginia, that county he was at. Can't think of the name off the top right now. Okay? And it's so, if you're so you can get with the whip on your ass, you know, you can understand why we where we at in 2015 on a certain level. What the fuck are you talking about? Yep, and that come out of everybody's mouth. That's what I mean. What's the value system of freedom? White supremacy. Come on, man. They just fucking act like you crazy as fuck, huh? What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, they think you crazy when you talk like that. Trust me. That motherfucker telling me, man, that shit over with, man. They like, man, it ain't even about white and black no more. It's about uh, it's about the rich. It's about a class. It's, it's about class. If you got money, you class. It's about class, and they, and they pushed us into this. This was a, this was a argument already being made. See, this is a, see. We've been given these arguments to argue over instead of just accepting the fact that we black and go ahead. I mean, accepting the fact that we African and go ahead with the fight because they they gave us arguments to argue over. You know what I mean? They gave us shit that we can wrangle about, well, maybe we might be this and maybe we might be that, and we can't really get it straight because if we ain't waiting for Jehovah to come back. Because, see, that's another one thing that gives you the thought that somebody else going to do it. You got to The big guy in the sky, yes, and you can't tell black people anything different. 
did, and we believe that we got to wait for somebody else to do that which we have to do our own selves, which nobody else will do for us. You know what I'm and saying? Jesus ain't going to get us out of this, bro. Shit, if you're waiting for Jesus, you know, look what they say. Ask how he's coming about. If you're waiting for God, don't worry, man. God sent you. Stop waiting. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you're waiting for, you know what I'm saying? God sent you. So stop waiting. That's the number one thing. If you're already here, just do what you got to do. Take the. Take you need Master for God ain't going to get us out this shit, bro. Yahweh ain't the, honor, the honorable. <laughs> but you know, and you you can thank non-leaders that are being pushed on us as leaders for helping to push that crazy mindset. Because you got Farrakhan who went to Breakfast Club, who listened to the Black Breakfast Club with young people saying that white supremacy is over. That's what you said on the Breakfast Club, sis. He said it on the Breakfast Club. You can listen to this. You can YouTube this shit, Breakfast Club, with Farrakhan on it. I got to listen to that shit. Okay. I got to listen to it. That's what I heard him. I, I, thought, I thought I heard him. I didn't hear him. Okay. I got to hear that again. Please. Please. Because it goes back to what Brother Little was saying. We don't handle the black traders. Mm-hmm. We don't do nothing. That Farrakhan should have been missing a long time ago. Yeah, I agree. Black, with you power, black power. That's right. Black power. He should have been missing when Jay Khalid came up missing. <laughs> That's right. When Malcolm they... was gunned down in front of his wife and babies. Mm-hmm. Man. Oh. These women have to live with that. For the rest of their days, I can't imagine seeing my father shot in front of me. I'm six years old or some shit. Man, they got a movie, Black Power to the Family, man. But I just wanted to say something real quick. They got a movie on, on uh, on that. You know what I'm saying? What it was like for them growing up after that. You know what I'm saying? Can only imagine how that shit had them fucked up. You see what the fucked up part is too. And this one should happen to Malcolm, too. You see what I'm saying? Malcolm lost his dad at an early age. You know what I'm saying? And he had to grow up with the system all in this shit. Then they fuck around, and then they took Malcolm from his children. That's just wild. At the hands of black traders, in this case. Malcolm X's father was murdered by Crackerby. By Clan, yeah. Malcolm is murdered by people that look like us. Yeah, yeah. Going back to what Brother Little said. We got to start with that first 100 that look like us. That's what I said. I say we got to the ones who want to get freedom by any other means but the real way. Freedom is not given to you. It's something that's taken. Black power. You know, we are. Did any of you guys go to the march? Hell to the no. To the million march, march. Huh? What's the million march? March. (laughs) (laughs) March out. Nothing but. Nothing but. I I, 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 I,
on this line went down there. We we heavily did support that and knew and understood that that would be. There was no gain to get from going down there on another march. You know what I'm saying? You might have made a couple connections and said, "Oh man, I met such and such there, and I met some brothers there, and met some people here." But all in all, at the end of the day, you had to go back home. And if you wasn't okay. doing what you needed to do home before you went there, then what the fuck was you doing anyway? So you know that's the number one theme over here is do at home what you would what you would go go out to pretend like you're doing. That shit was nothing but a, a photo op. I heard he had some gay guy there at the march or some type of fag. what kind of gays? He had a faggot pouring libations. Reverend Reverend oh, Willie Wick or some shit like that. Pouring libations up there, you know what I'm saying? He and, he, and, the, and the, um the brother irritated genie man. I don't mean to the weird, but the brother irritated genie man. He got them. You know what I'm saying? He made it a point to to make a state to state made the statement that that's an act of war against the goddamn African centered community, man. And I gotta agree with him. Well, that's, I agree with him too. Thing. But a nigga was there. Yeah, the genie was down there. I was there. Keep doing photo ops. You know, Umar, Umar Johnson. Just to see this, these are the only people that I said that I would give a pass to is if you lived in D.C. Because you lived yeah, there. He lived down there. He lived there. So now I can see, you know, I don't have no reason to go at all. But if you live in D.C., you live in the city, if you go outside, you there. You there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if you live in the city, that's, you know, but if you travel, you got to travel to go to a million mark marks. If you, you know what I mean, that's that's ridiculous. But I still don't see no reason why that brother was there. And you know, and I had been asked that question. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it's uh, it's the, it's the same thing as like I said. I live there in the city. I'm networking. I'm I'm near. It's, it's like for the people here, I'm here. I'm I'm living right here. So you was there when you saw the trains, nigga. Did you come expose that shit with, nah, a, with, with nah. a video or not, something? Not that I What's know saying? of. You know, know, brother born, you much nicer than I am. Uh, you know, them niggas can't get near the stage, man. You know, um, you, know, you had all of those commercials that was out with him saying all creeds and all this other shit. Right there told you that it was for crackers and everybody else. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't hear none of these, um, I guess I'm going to call them new leaders. I don't know what to call them. Um, do any kind of shows, any kind of videos calling the nation acceptance of homosexuality out, the nation acceptance of the cracker beast out? I didn't hear that. I did not hear that from Jeannie. Okay? And for me, the only reason for me to have shown up at that march is if I was going to be the female Nat Turner and take out the target. Black Since power. I wasn't, Black power. I'm just saying, though. Since Black I'm not power. the female Nat Turner yet, there, there was no reason for me to go. Not unless I'm willing to go there. Uh, we, have to, we, have to check the, we have to check these people archives. See, we have to check their files and see if they, <laughs> they got anything definitive. On this, no, nah, no, nah, it's something to do, you know, because this is something that I mean, 
that has been pushed too hard to the point that, you know, we can't have people backsliding and not have questions <laughs> check archives and, and things of that nature to see what's going on. We want to be fair. Huh? Niggas want to be fair. Niggas want to be fair and just. Yo, I can okay. respect that. That shit fucks us every time, bro. That shit fucks us every time. We ain't learning from history if you still try to be fair and just, man. Nah, I'm saying okay. give the brother a chance to respond. But you right, like he should have did, should have pushed something out, hands down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so nah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if they putting that now. That's what I'm saying. Nah, no, they're not. That's no why doubt. I'm going to check their archives just to see if they push, if they push them out. Man, man, I heard the faggots was in the front row kissing this shit while Farrakhan was talking. So I don't look. Are you serious? Got shit serious. That makes sense. I don't want to hear shit else <sighs> They already told you before the march what time it was going to be. and kissing while that nigga was doing his speech, nigga. Malcolm? 
Y'all ain't got no problem with that? Yeah. I mean, that alone, I'm sorry, I didn't even mention that. That alone right there put him on the no-fly zone. I say. And this ain't stuff that we, 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 we like, oh, we making up. This out of his own mouth, man. We using the words from his own mouth, man. His own mouth convict him, man. That's what he said. He said, I handle Malcolm the way we want to handle him. He said that plenty of times. Yeah. Don't tell us how to handle our brother. Yup, if we do a trader, how a nation do a trader, what business is it of ours? Or anybody else's? Yes, he did. So, That's know, why I don't understand why people be giving him a pass. Like, they just forget about that. Like, every time I look at him, I think of Malcolm not being there. Because of this man right here, I'm like, really? How do y'all give him a pass like that? Okay. Cowardice. Cowardice. You know what I'm saying? We become afraid to even speak the truth, you know what I'm saying, to those who we deem is power. You know what I'm saying? We done, we done got afraid, man. We done got afraid. We done let these jokers bully us because we know the FOI don't kill nothing but black people. And, you know, getting back to what Brother Ludo says then, so should there be a price to pay for those that supported this black trader? As as well as this black trader having a price to pay. And, he got I think so. uh, and everybody else, man, you got to be stunned, man. I don't fuck with y'all. Listen, man, we can't. I, I, don't, I already don't support. I already don't support a lot of these motherfucking niggas' nonsense, man. I, I can't support, man. I can't support because you're going you sliding. Every time I turn around, your shoes sliding. They slip. <laughs> okay. Every time we turn around. That's, I don't. That's why I understand. Like when people be calling him, I be like, shut up with that guy already. I don't get it. He's no better than freaking Jesse Jackson. It's the same person, different face. Goodbye. No, that's why he came back out, because Messy Jesse and Al Martin didn't work in Ferguson. So they need somebody else to try to quell our energy. Listen, what else? Where has the energy gone since this fucking Justice of Elf? Down the fucking drain. Mm-hmm. Square business. Where the fucking energy at? This nigga came with Justice of Elf and turned us to Jesus. That nigga talked for 45 minutes an hour about circus clown. Fucking Jesus, man. Man, that nigga. Hey, I didn't even watch any of this. You said he talked for 45 minutes about Jesus? But for 45 minutes to an hour, this nigga spoke on how he was Jesus. How he was what? How he was Jesus. This nigga put himself in the... Listen, you got to listen to his speech. You got to listen to this motherfucking masterful position. He's a musician with words. He's a wordsmith. Trust this. You know what I mean? An uh, excellent, an uh, excellent orator of bullshit. And so he spoke on on Bible and spoke on how he was the savior. Like you know what I mean? Like straight like that. How you had to be following him because he's the savior. Brought up. This thing went crazy. Brought up all the Ill- illegitimate children of Elijah Muhammad. All the ones that Malcolm got murdered over, allegedly. You know what I'm saying? All the women, children, who, who they was uh, underage women who, at the time that Malcolm told, got kicked out the mosque 
for, for saying, yeah, they had the children by them, called Harlots and Holes, Farrakhan brought all of these jokers up. What? Brought them up in front of the people and was praising how Elijah Muhammad was a pedophile. Straight like that. I said, this nigga lost his mind. And Malcolm died because of that. And now y'all can, and I've I seen him do it before. But this time, before I seen him bring the wives up, this time he brought the children. And I'm like, yo, and then you telling me you brought all these children up, but then you still, the next day, you still got to have a planning session. You telling me these children are so sharp, super smart, so these are the ones who've been helping you do everything, and you still have to have another planning session on what the fuck going to be the next step? The nigga, somebody selling, man. Somebody selling, man. All these super smart, big-head geniuses. Yeah, his funds must be getting low. That money must be drying up a little bit. Yeah, they all were there talking about Dan Steph, all creeds. It was then he brought them all up there and started talking about the faggots. How we was, how this nigga turned this shit into, oh, um, some shit about the drug dealers and shit like that. He turned, he turned it back on us. He turned it back on a black man called a woman a bitch. He, like he turned it on us. Oh, oh, you said the woman was a bitch. We need to get you. Damn, get in the bag. What about that? How much he got paid for doing all that? Yeah, this nigga went to, he went to talk about how they're going to do something. Nothing about harming, nothing about anything about doing nothing detrimental to the enemy. But everything he talked about, anything about violence, it was towards black people. How we had to get 10,000 people to come smack black people to fuck up. Because if we need to be smacked up, because that's the reason why we getting killed. Because we need to be smacked up in our neighborhood. Oh, now, really? With police in our own community, providing a strong presence in the community. I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Who who disagrees with that? But this ain't yeah. what the fuck we're talking about. we talking about us getting gunned down, murked, and killed out for the last goddamn 500 years over here. Where is the talk about this beef? The white man is the devil. What happened to this shit? But you need a chart. No, I'm telling you, the policy is occupying him. He's in there for a while. Right? The white man ain't the devil no more, right? He's in number. He's in there for a while now, man. Yeah, I seen some guys that was, you know, had bow ties. And I was like, <laughs> what would you say, brother? T.F. Rosh. T.F. Rosh. T.F. Rosh. See, that's what I'm saying. We, and, and then we still, yo, and I'm going to tell you one of the things that, I'm going to tell you what hurt it, right? This is why the NOI still rock. This is why the NOI still rock. Is because they came about in, in a time where they could steal a lot of Marcus Garvey's um, energy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And they wrapped up a lot of black people inside that I- ideology. Then they was able to transpose it onto the youth over gender, over like two generations with the thought that the black man is God, the white man is the devil. So there was a certain type of respect for the information that they gave out because the information gave people a certain type of strength at a time where they had no type of strength at all. And so, right. and so that's why people keep up some type of, uh, like, like they, they, they look at it like, well, a, a Farrakhan, somehow Farrakhan taught their teacher. So you respect the teacher's teacher because he's like the ultimate teacher who's still out here teaching 
realizing that that's some bullshit right now. That all of that shit bullshit. Period. <laughs> yeah. This is the day. All of it's a bullshit. Period. You know what I mean? And that was what helped us before is no longer going to help now. We not. We not. Uh, you know, we haven't become savvy enough to move on. So that was was needed. You know what I mean? You know, we we, we don't. We don't. We don't like to move on. We get stuck and we like yo. We got comfortable. We got comfortable with him talking his talk. And so we don't need nobody. We don't need to move forward. We got Farrakhan. A traitor, a murderer, all that good shit. Yeah. He'll talk for us. He, 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 he talked the tough talk for us. He's a revolutionist. And, and he's not a black nationalist neither because uh, in that interview with uh, W.D. Muhammad and him and that Indian dude that was interviewing them both, he said uh, that he's not a black nationalist. Exactly. exactly. He, he loved a cracker. And he said on that podium, killing white people, that's crazy. <laughs> Who, I'm not promoting killing white people. Plus, the motherfucker had the nerve. Another insult was to make one of the greatest slave trader rapists of our people on this soil as a freedom fighter for our liberation. This motherfucker lied and rewrote the history of the cracker beast Thomas Jefferson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, and taught the people, told the people how Thomas Jefferson. Hey, uh, speak yeah. on that, Queen. That was amazing. I know, I know, damn. I gotta watch this speech. Never today. seen no I shit like that. Real I don't have no desire to watch it at all. I'll, no, I'll find it. Yeah, that was on some shit like how low can you go? The reason to watch it, I say, is because our fucking people. Our people looking when you look at it, it's a million views plus. Our people, our people suck this shit in, and so our people still just. It's like, all right, we've been free, right? We free right now. You know what I'm saying? It's free in some in some form. You know what I mean? I ain't gonna say totally with total freedom, but we have a certain type of uh, 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 African, you know what I'm saying, um, tenant views right now. But the majority of our people is just coming out of the real slow Christian mode. So even to have baked motherfucking shit he's saying sounds good because he still uses some of their theology, but he's still using a piece a fire on it that makes you feel like he's really talking some thugged out shit with no rules. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I didn't even see it because I just had no desire to even tune into that. I had to check him out. I said, what is this nigga going to say? I said, I got to see this because I got to see exactly what is he going to feed our people. Today, what is this joke going to feed our people at this million mark mark? What am I going to see? I see the numbers wasn't the same. I know I've seen that. But, you know, you got to ask yourself questions when you're dealing with a man who get a permit for justice or else. When he's talking, he talking tough on the radio all this time, like it's against these goddamn factors, it's on. But he can get a, a permit, a million-dollar permit, to come down on a Saturday to talk shit. To somebody who ain't even there, who is they all? That was that's what amazed <laughs> to go talk shit to the white man on the white man day off. You supposed to be trying to change the justice system because this is what he really trying to push. Like you can change the system, but you go 
Yeah, that doesn't even make sense. It don't even make no sense. If you want to cause some trouble, you're supposed to be there Tuesday, Monday. Make black people. See, they wouldn't show me they was real because then you got to make black people make a decision. Let's make a decision. What's that? Are we going to fuck that? Are we going to fuck taking off Friday? We need to be here Monday. We need to be here Monday. So now the whole system fucked up for Monday and Tuesday. Because if you're there Monday, that means you left Sunday, you're there Monday, you can't get back Tuesday to go to work. You want to fuck them up, fuck them up like that, then that way, then you go inside. You got a million men in D.C. You could have, you, there's no stopping a million people from walking in any of them motherfucking buildings. There's no stopping that. You know what I mean? That's if, that's if he wanted to do some, some, some shit like that, but that's uh, definitely not was, wasn't on his agenda because I wouldn't have took a million motherfuckers to D.C. anyway. If you got the power to call a million people together, you should have took them right to Chicago, told everybody donate a dollar, and we about to go inside here. We're going we're gonna to buy us a building. We'll have a building by Monday. We'll figure out. How they could have went to Detroit. They got buildings there for $1,000. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, Detroit, Detroit, a million black men go to Detroit. And you can fix with a million hands, with a million men in labor, labor, that labor alone in two days can change a lot of shit with a direct. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. With a direct, with that many hands, you can change a lot of shit. Yes, it could have changed the city of Detroit and put a whole new town. Like, if we, if black people were smart right now, we would invest in the city of Detroit. I look at houses every day on Detroit for so cheap. Mm-hmm. So cheap, it's ridiculous. I mean, you got the Chinese coming in buying blocks of houses in Detroit, blocks, because they're so cheap. I've seen it. I've seen it. It is a large um a large wave of Indians and, and Asians going in, and if you can't get some property there. Yeah, you got to remember, though, they're being allowed to do that. They're being, okay. you know, so it ain't no. Hey, you think they're going to let you just do that? Now, yeah, you Understand can. war. Now, that's what I'm saying about the, uh, about the house. Yes, you can. I yes, you it. can. I look at homes every day online. Uh, What's that? Let me ask why do that. Again, that's why if I throw something from you, you going to buy it back from Listen, this is what I'm saying about Detroit, right? Buying housing there, even if you buy houses there, you gotta have you gotta have people on the ground there. That's not no shit where you can buy and think your shit gonna stay there. Your house will come up Detroit. Listen, the main word for me is buy. Why? You gonna buy something from me I stole from you? You gonna buy something? No. No, this is what I mean, like with the houses in Detroit, they're so cheap. I promise you, I've seen with my own eyes, you can buy a condemned home in Detroit for $500. I'm like this. We can go get it for free and keep that $500. Nobody say No, what did you say? I didn't hear. I'm sorry. We need to occupy. Because the things are there, it's, it's occupation that's what's needed. That's what the brother is saying. Is that Taking it, it over. Bomb it's rushing shit. confiscation. Okay, reconfiscation. That's what. That's the first thing you do when somebody illegally takes something from you. Resources. That's what we we need to have. That's what we need. Really? To have that's what I'm saying. You need resources, not to be the middleman and shit. You feel? Mm-hmm. And without land, you can't have no resources. 
Okay. So, hey, I need that. Mm-hmm. See, like a nigga taking your Jordans. Hey, the shoes look nice, homie, on me. Okay. <laughs> what size is them? What size is them hoes? You gonna have to run now. <laughs> you feel me? Hey, Detroit looking nice right here. Run that. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, ain't that what they did? I, I don't want to hear about the that, laws they done put I'm in saying. place. They came and saying. took this shit. Yes, they did. Tell them, show you the receipt. At the end of the day, that's the only way we're going to get anything. You can right, that, that's what I'm saying. You can't go in there playing. I don't want it. you thinking you playing Monopoly when you in war. Yeah, we can, we can do whatever, but the economic thing is not going to win for it. You, can, you know, if you got land in Africa... This, you know, and you you growing crops and shit like that. Oh, that's that's all well and good. Those are things that are needed. But but I'm telling you, I'm just kidding. 100. You make your payments. You don't own shit. Miss that payment. See if you own it. Let's yeah, be real. Cause <laughs> don't pay your taxes once. Some something taxes just mean burden. That mean nigga, I'm putting an unnecessary burden on you. See? For you to consume, because that's all you're going to be. That's all you meant to be as a consumer, unless you change that. The people must change that. The people must say the king ain't working out. Fuck this man. And, and if the people ain't smart enough and down enough to do that, then I guess they subconsciously saying they cool with it. If he yeah. just a little nicer. If yeah. he just give me a day off, I'm cool. If he just look the other way while I do that, I'm cool. He can, he can run this shit. You gotta be. Hey, what's happening, Africans? What's happening, Africans? This motherfucker must burn today. That's how we gotta talk every day. So this motherfucker happened. I'm sorry, man. Manifesting the wizard of balls. All right. Well, listen, Sister Kima. Nice to have you slide on through. Definitely, you know, we're here on Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Yeah, yeah. Eastern on Tuesdays and uh, Saturdays. I mean, Thursdays and Saturdays, 10 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays. So, you know, you get a chance to fly back through. But, again, I'd like for you to come through uh, again I mean, uh, so we can try to get you to come through and just talk about the experience as an African from over here, a Brooklyn girl, um, <laughs> Zimbabwe, some of the things that we might need to look out, you know, look out for and things of that nature, you know, just a little roundabout. No From the BK to Zimbabwe. <laughs> that actually rhymed, King. Just keep just keep me posted on Facebook. Somebody dropped something. That's how I knew you guys were. Uh, they sent me an invite, so I was like, right, I'm gonna go. As long as you guys keep me posted. Listen, check this out. This is what you do. Go to the Feet on the Ground group and um on Facebook. Just um just uh, click that you want to be a member. You make sure that you sign that you um sign in. Perfect. I think I'm a member, but I'll double check again. All right, no doubt. All right, you guys have a great night. You too, Black Power. Black Power. Black Power. All right. Well, you know, the good news, you know, uh, three three hours done passed, and three Russians have, three Russian white bitches have lost their life due to domestic violence. Black Power. Black Power. Black Power. Right, so, you know, it's always a promotion of white on white crime. But brother Little, you know, we're gonna have to come with it. We're gonna have to get us a nice little phrase like that too to embed that in our psyche. 
something real catchy about this about this destruction. Just like just like how the crackers used to wake up with death to coffee until it became a reality. I well, you know why I say what I say after I learned that from Doctor Clark. Uh-oh. <laughs> so I'm about to play a tune to it. <laughs> what y'all touch down on the news, big bro? Uh, to drop some, some hot shit popping off. Uh, man, we we hit like two, we hit like two or three uh, mm-hmm. news stories, man, and then got into a roundabout conversation, man. We hit off into no. Israel a little bit about Syria. We did. Did an article about um, public housing in D.C. How they uh, buying the housing up from the people and reselling it, flipping it. They flipping houses. The housing authority in D.C. is kicking the people out the houses that the housing authority had approved them for. Love saying long time residents, twenty, thirty, forty years, taking them out and flipping the houses. You know what I mean? Houses people been living in, you know, twenty years, thirty years. They now selling the houses nine hundred thousand dollars because the houses are in neighborhoods who now the market is going up, you know. But the people still live there, and so since the the community has uh, seen a rise in property value, they want to kick the people out in order for them to have money that they say they're going to use the money that they make off the selling the houses to help fix up the other houses that the housing majority own. Or the other properties, which is a bunch of bullshit. What grounds are they trying to tell the people that they got to leave the houses for? Like, what's the grounds they're using? Uh, oh, no, the grounds is you got to move. We housing authority, and you no longer sanctioned for this house. We're going to move you somewhere else. Okay. Oh, no doubt. So it's like income-based housing that they live in? Yeah. Or for the yoking out, they yoking they uh, they yoking their, uh, uh, they give them a, a voucher and shit. They yoking up their vouchers. Yeah, uh, or not even that. They just telling them you got to transfer. You got to move somewhere else. We gonna sell this house. You got to move, even if it's on the market or not. They just like yo, listen, we selling. You got to get out. And some of the houses they ain't even put on the market. They done, they done took houses from people. Ain't even put them on the market. They took the house. Okay, so so we see how they bum rush. That that's why we got to get like that. You know, if we if we had that together, if we had that military front or established at this point, you could hold the fucking line. We ain't going no motherfucking where. And I think all we got to have is the military mind state because these are suckers we dealing with. We really dealing with some scary motherfuckers. They're not really tough guys. They ain't really that tough. They don't want no fucking opposition. You know what I'm saying? And so we can push them to a point. And but we, I'm gonna tell you this though. At the end of the day, though, they're gonna fucking fight once they get back on. <laughs> they're gonna fight. They don't sleep. They don't come. Motherfuckers, and they they'll fall back and they uh, um, you know what I mean, concede to certain shit until they get themselves together. Because once we put a push on that, a push like that on them, they're gonna be. Uh, they're gonna be, uh, you know, like like uh, boggled and shit because they're not gonna really be used to it because it's not an agenda that they gave to it. But they're gonna fight back. But we can do, we can definitely do that and have a way to 
start, you know, just retaking whatever we felt like we wanted to take. I think that it, I think that it could work. I think that it could work because they wouldn't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. And they'll concede because we'll be, the demands will be so so ill that they have to concede for the moment. Like I said, it'll be for the moment, but they're gonna come back. And when we come, when they come back, that's when we be. That's when we be already set and ready. That's what Damn. that's what happened tonight, man. We went through a couple of them, man. You know, not not too many stories, man. We did we get in. No doubt. Uh, I know I've seen a story though from Ghana where they say all blacks was accepted except for gays. They ain't trying to no fags in. Uh, power. Or black power. Black power. Yeah, so Ghana is on that, which is a you know, which is a good thing. Um, we also got uh, Black Friday sales down one point four billion dollars. Uh, <laughs> Just from niggas saying fuck you to the to the I system. Said, you said, know I'm what I'm one billion, and I said more than likely it got to be like one and a half, and if they report one point four. Now I got to go up to two. No, because you didn't say that. Square business. Square business, bro. You know they ain't going to tell us. They ain't going to tell the story right. I seen one billion, and I thought it was going to, I was like, yeah, maybe about 1.5, but you seen that one now, I got to go up. But the the, the listen, they done sold the motherfucking uh, slave theater again to this motherfucking crackers for 18 million Ah. slave theaters. Uh, to Eli Hemway. And that sounds like a Jew. Yeah, you know that's a... Oh, Eli, that's a, yep. More hat. A hat. This hat no, that, that's the thing. They they never let... that. That's how we got to get. We can't let shit go. You, 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 Brother Boy, you know that's trickling back to Boba Maddox, not uh, letting no crackers up in that bitch. Tell me. See, and I mean, now, he, he sold it. Now, listen, listen to this, right? 2013, this motherfucker sold for 2.1 million, right? To mm-hmm. Joseph Ariel. Now, as of fall 2014, you know what I'm saying? Ariel was reportedly considered renovating the building and letting the new Brooklyn Theater operate a performance space out of the ground floor. Since that point, these niggas have made a public sale and sold it for eight. Point one million for uh, well, not just for the building, but for for the building and uh, a lot and another adjacent property. But at that point in time, all of that together was only uh, five million dollars. But a year later, that shit was worth thirteen million dollars more. Now, how the fuck this cracker pool is thirteen million dollars? See, that's see. Now that's look, man. When you get look, look, man, how the fuck you pull that off? How a motherfucking building, how a building go, how a building go like that that quick? From two, from two from 2013 to 2015, two years, sixteen goddamn million dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, 
you know, they they fixed the price on shit. Hey, listen, Dang. how how was houses twenty years ago like fifty thousand, and today it's three hundred thousand or more? Because mm-hmm. they make it so. You know what I'm saying? And I, you the can get the value of the dollar decrease, Queen. The value of the dollar. Decrease. But they, but they also they set the market price. Yeah. Now it ain't about supply and demand. They juggle the market price. There ain't no, ain't no, uh, ain't no uh, supply and demand. But that also shows the decrease of the dollar. If your dollar worth less, mm-hmm. dollar worth less. And I guarantee you, it also went for that price because the motherfuckers gonna build. High-rise uh, apartments and shit for the wealthy. Now listen, right? That's what they. That's where the beef is coming in. It's the beef about it because the people saying that listen, the shit should be like a historical site. You know what I'm saying? They saying it should be a historic uh, site, and these jokers wanting to. They like, nah, we gonna re- we gonna redo this shit. Damn, I'm gonna have to put my ear to the ground, along with my feet, cause you know I've been completely plugged out. That's a shame, right there, yo. Damn. And see, this what happened. This is how this shit happened, right? Judge Phillips, who owned it, went to dementia. He got dementia, and uh, they appointed a guardian over his estate. The Guardian fucking uh, fucked up the money to the tune of a $2 million tax bill and also stole another $400,000 for himself. You know what I mean? So when he died, the building passed on to his nephew and the debt. So the nephew couldn't couldn't hold it up. So he, he got it uh, in 2008. Nephew put it up in 2009. And it didn't sell until 2012. Mm, mm, mm. Well, no, well, it didn't sell until 2013, excuse me. It went into foreclosure. So what's Maddox's position on it? He got to be up out yeah. of there or what? It went on foreclosure. Yeah. Ain't got no touch on it, man. That judge bowed down to the black traders here, along with the crackers who put pressure on them, and he kicked the UAM out because they wouldn't let crackers come in there. And they got it for floor closure, so 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 that's two pennies on the shackle, huh? Pennies on the shackle. <laughs> Already, pennies on this shekel. That's how he got it. For, that's how he that's got all three of the properties for five million dollars, and then sold them later for eighteen. Hey, who's them banker motherfuckers? That's state way. That's how they do it. Uh, yeah. Pennies on the shekel. God. Ah oh, man. Somebody say something about this uh, superintendent of Chicago being forced to resign, Gary McCarthy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Police, police broke that out already. Now, we think, we, I've seen that, too. 
And they said they asked the mayor to, to okay, you asking the superintendent, uh, the police superintendent to roll, why ain't your ass getting up either? They said he ain't responding, shit. Yeah, I seen that. I seen it. They said they want Rob Emanuel. Yeah. He ain't going nowhere. Rob Emanuel, <laughs> nowhere. He's like, this is my city, man. What the fuck y'all talking about? So he's like, this is my, this is my city only. I don't know what y'all talking about? Anything other than this my city is ridiculous. Now I'll prove it. Speaking of which, you know, I, I don't see me support in uh, Spike Lee's new movie. I don't know who put this link up there, but there was some kind of um, oh, press no, no, no. conference where he's talking about gun violence. So I'm getting the assumption that this movie is to promote uh, us taking guns out of our hands. Like, you know, we we only killing each other because we got guns. It ain't, it ain't nothing else to do with nothing else just because we got guns. Mm-hmm. Propaganda, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He ain't calling for this government to give, for the military to give rid of their arms. What the fuck you mean? We want to start with ending gun violence? Let's start there. Take okay, the guns out the cops' hands. The- give them nightsticks. It go back to what the white boy was talking about, uh, with Bill Cooper. What he was talking about, damn, if if you make enough bullshit happen, the people will goddamn vote against their own goddamn rights. You know what I'm saying? They'll 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 vote against their own their own rights to bear arms. They'll start trying to take take the arms out of their own goddamn hands. That's what you're seeing, man. This bullshit. Mm-hmm. He was with uh, King of the Coon, Sharpton. Man, get the fuck out of here. Oh, no. Spike was with Sharpton? It was a press conference, some shit. Uh-huh. Talking about gun violence and shit. Blaming the victims and shit. That's exactly what it is. Okay. Never dealing with... It ain't got nothing to do with white supremacy. White supremacy ain't got nothing to do with it. You know what I'm saying? The conditions of our people ain't got nothing to do with it. It's these guns. Okay. fuck out of Use your platform to call for all black people pulling their children out of school. At the same time, white folks arming themselves to the teeth. Leading niggas in the slaughter, man. Shit, they got their little girls shooting goddamn uh, 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 shooting instructors and shit. Yeah, remember man, that I little crack of beast bitch that killed one? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I seen a video the other day, man. These motherfuckers had like a school or something, man. These motherfuckers doing gun contests and shit, like. Uh, put together, put take the gun apart, put it back together the fastest type shit at the school. I said, God damn, okay. these crackers ain't. 
That's real. That's what I'm saying. Grandma said, ain't nobody playing but you. Mm-hmm. While you teaching your son how to dribble and cross over, the motherfuckers teaching their son how to put one between his eyes. That's real shit. Since you heard any news on the um, Daniel Holtzclaw? Uh, is that the fight? Yeah, family member posted some joint in the hangout. How, you know, the lawyer that's representing them now trying to uh, dirty up the sisters. You know what I mean? Make it like mm-hmm. they deserved it, you know, because they might smoke marijuana. You might yeah. be out there working as a prostitute. So it's your fault that the cracker beast raped you. Mm. And then what's even worse, man, is this fucking police that's goddamn talking about free this nigga. Free, you talking about free a rapist, man. And this nigga's a serial rapist. You support it. See, that's when you know, man, that fucking, that fucking shield, man. You know mm. what I'm saying? That they stand behind that oath to that shield, man, crosses every goddamn belief, man, every goddamn moral, everything. You know what I'm saying? And a nigga, we supposed to goddamn ride with these black laws, my nigga. Nah, fuck that. We see how deep it is, my nigga. We see how deep it is. Y'all will support a rapist, nigga. Who use the job to target these sisters. Okay? He used his position as a cop to see which sister had a criminal background. You know, because remember what Bob Maddox said? Black person go on the court, you don't have, your reputation is bad already. Already. And he the cracker knew it. So he used his position of power. Ain't no different than what happened to slave. He used your position of power to rape black women and get away with it. He he targeted them. You, you, um, I, I think his brother calls. I don't know who posted the article, but you got to check it out. A raw story. Uh, that's the uh, uh, site that had the follow-up on what's going on right now. Is there a war story? Raw. A raw, raw story. Yeah, that's some bullshit, man. That's just, a, to me, man, that, I don't know. I mean, I don't watch TV, so I don't know how much coverage it is or isn't getting, you know what I'm saying? But it's kind of like, just to think that, that they'll publicly support that nigga, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it don't surprise me, but shit, it should show some of these other motherfuckers, man. Shit. Nigga, nigga, goddamn, take that off, nigga. He should turn your enemy right then, nigga. Right at that moment. Shit. Black take off that shield, man. nigga. We on opposite sides, nigga. Black power. Black power. And you can tell, uh, I don't do the news myself. For I don't want it. But you can tell that they're not pushing it because the people that I'm kicking it with and interacting with my own people, they don't need, they're not even aware of this. So, so you know the media ain't putting no light on it. And why Spike Lee didn't have a press conference about that shit? Where is King of the Coon Sharpton? Where is Justice or else Farrakhan on this? Where, where, where you at? Thirteen sisters? 
All Lives Matter. I'm like, okay. damn, all 13, 13 of these sisters, they ain't None got no family member. They ain't got no family member that's pissed off. And See, man, that's the fucking problem. You feel me? Niggas should be trying to goddamn hit this Nigga, I'm man. laying the whole goddamn put department down. Mm. You Real justified. Shit. You justified. When the niggas start talking to And see, we don't want it with the beast. They can do whatever they want. Rape your mama. It's cool. I just want. I just stop. I just don't want to celebrate Christmas, dog. <laughs> That's real. Look, look, you say it right, your mama, but it's it, you're not bullshitting. One of the ladies, my nigga, was like 50-something, my nigga. Yeah, nigga, hold up, bro. Hold up, my nigga. Hold up, bro. You going to rape the queen, my nigga, and ain't nobody pissed about this, my nigga? That's the fuck the point. out of here, bro. That's why I told said before, I, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear the phrase black woman is God right now. I don't want to hear it. Because you could say the same thing with Tamir Rice. He thirteen or twelve. Got a baby. So we, we do got a lot of work because you know what is it going? Even if we are mentally enslaved, God damn, what is it going to take? Like Nat Turner said, man, how many are you are you willing to do anything for freedom? Willing to do anything, not just take it up the ass, nigga. That's the problem. Ain't willing to do anything for free. They're willing to stop your ass for trying to do anything for freedom. See, that's why I keep throwing out. You got to remember when you're trying to save a drowning person, they can fuck around and drown you and kill you. No doubt. All I know is we need more Nat Turners in 2015. That's what we need going into 2016. Imagine, we know history, right? We needed them back then. Even That's what I keep saying. It's like, goddamn, just because I wake up today, I just figured this shit out. Nat Turner was dealing with this shit. Shaka dealing with this shit. And the list goes on. We, We can't be naive to that. You know? Some reason it ain't it, it, for some reason we don't Voltron up on shit, but nothing unless it's a pickup game. Let's see another nigga get beat down in a boxing match. Unless it's a concert, that you know, let's some fuckery or each other. Well, we'll definitely Voltron up on each other. We ain't got yeah, that problem. About now. that, no, that that that's what ease. Going down. It's gonna go down. But you know, until we start seeing each other as a unit, um, not mm-hmm. just you know uh, the a family you was raised with, but we seeing each other as real fucking family. Ain't you know? I, I guess it's gonna continue on because they done killed yeah. mad people. They done killed mad of our people, and. uh you know, we ain't returned that volley back. We do have some bright lights out there, like the brother of Sunday Massacre, Brother Minkara brings up. 
you know. We had a call in Ferguson. Mm -hmm. We we had some other brothers, you know. So I I don't want to make it seem Mm -hmm. like that we haven't had some in this day and time because we have. We just don't have enough right now. Yeah, this is a little, I call them spark plugs in the cylinder, but that ain't enough that's turning the whole engine. You feel me? With the engine cranking. A shame. You feel mm-hmm. me? It's trying to turn. You know, you got a couple shits firing, but all the cylinders ain't firing right now, man. A <laughs> shame. Well, really, it's, it's on these it's on these, these highlighted cases because we, we don't know what's happening. You know what I'm saying? I guarantee you can't tell me, man, that niggas, you know what I'm saying, they, I know these hoes just won't publicize it if if it's a nigga goddamn me getting back to their ass. You know what I'm saying? You can't tell me it's not no nigga on this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Pissed off, pissed off enough, my nigga. When you when they get done, you know what I'm saying? To get to get to get back, bro. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to drop this story in here real quick. I don't know if somebody said nothing. Um, this is on that raw story called Bombshell. It says uh, that Alabama cops systematically framed black by planting drugs and guns for decades. Members of a narcotics investigation squad for the police department in Danton, Alabama, <clears throat> planted drugs and weapons on young black men since the mid-1990s with the approval of their superiors, one of whom is currently the state's assistant director of Homeland Security. According to the Henry County report, Andy Hughes was a sergeant in the department while overseeing the unit, but he was also a leader in a neo-Confederate group comprised by squad members along fellow supervisor Steve Parrish. Parrish at the time of lieutenant is currently the city's police chief. Documents obtained by the Alabama Justice Project indicate that Parrish and Hughes are frequently mentioned in an internal affairs investigation. However, then police chief John White and district attorney Doug Valeska did not notify federal or state officials regarding the probe and is required by department policy. While multiple black defendants were reportedly accusing local police of widespread evidence, uh, widespread evidence planning as planting as far back as 1996, the department allegedly ignored complaints from white officers when they began to when they began to surface two years later. A group of more than a dozen officers were told about the internal affairs probe into allegations of false arrest and evidence planning as in the document below. Most of them failed a subsequent polygraph. Despite this, however, Valeska continued to prosecute cases involving the illicit activity without notifying the defendant's attorney regarding the allegations. That's pretty much the gist of it. That's wild. Corruption all the way to the top. 
Don't nobody lie more than the motherfucking judge, the prosecutor, the defense attorney, and the motherfucking police. Ain't nobody more crooked than all the motherfuckers. I don't know. They said this motherfucker now is the uh, currently the assistant director of Homeland Security. And he was the sergeant of the police. The police was the sergeant of the department over that time, overseeing this unit, this task force that was out here doing his dirt. Now this nigga is the assistant director of Homeland Security. You see how the game work with a motherfucker? When he do his fucking dirt, he do it well, the nigga get a promotion. That's right. And then the other motherfucker, Parrish, Parrish got promoted to chief of police. And he was a lieutenant at the time. So both of these motherfuckers was hand-in-hand. One got promoted to assistant director of Homeland Security. The other motherfucker went from the lieutenant to the chief, to the city's police chief. Locking up our people's framing them and shit. That's their job. Not, they call it citizens on patrol, brother. That's, that's what cops stand okay. for. Citizens on patrol. Which citizens? Not you. Okay. Who they patrolling? Who they patrolling? You. You don't patrol your friends. You don't patrol family. You patrol enemy. Where's your patrol car? In enemy territory. Rolling up on crackers. See? You need permission? <laughs> you need permission? The Panthers ain't need none. We don't need none. God damn. An adult don't need none. A grown man don't need none. A grown man don't get told by another man nothing. Unless what? You getting your ass whipped. Hmm. Ah, Shay. That's why I keep saying you can't keep dancing around that. You can't get smart. Right. Nigga, you ain't going to outsmart this ass whooping. That's <laughs> 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 I say, Problem, man. niggas think they're going to meditate and outthink this ass whooping. No. All right? They've been laying your ass out since 1400s and, and prior, nigga. You got to, you getting blown out. If you want to win this fight, nigga, you got to win all the rest of the rounds. All right? But see, by the time you win, this is what I keep saying, family, why time is the S for everything and why they monitor everything. As soon as they get an inkling that you're awakening, they're going to shift another phase on your ass. You ain't even ready for it. You just, you just came up the fog on this one. That's right. That's right. And they've been planning. Even, nigga, they got a goddamn, they got goddamn military bases look like a beach, nigga. You don't even got your local patrol car. So by the time you get to your military shit, they gonna be in space. Control land, sea, and air already. That's why time is of the essence. You can't be bullshitting with this. It gotta be gas. Got no time to waste, nigga. We late. And this shit, you can't be late to. Late, this, this being late to your own funeral type shit, dog. We don't take that shit serious. We really don't. And and that lack of foresight, that lack of vision is going to cost us, man. Great. Like it's already doing now. A lot of shit you can't just say you forgive and, and just pray and be mystified and the shit going to heal. 
That's movie shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like Amos was to say, ain't no law to say we can't be destroyed, man. It really ain't. Really ain't. That's one thing for me. I weary about us. Still feeling yourself too fucking much. Is it could be easy to do that? You've been so Don Trout, nobody told you no good shit. It's like a girl that ain't been got got no compliments. The nigga start whipping shit in her ears. She start feeling herself. See, that that that, 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 that can be dangerous. You gotta always maintain humble and know you gotta do better and don't let sweet words they don't can't mean shit to you. That's what this situation. I think we in right now. You get too comfortable hearing sweet words and nigga listen. That shit's true. You wouldn't be in this situation. So it got to be something more than that. You know, something that's using these five senses right here. See, we got to control that right there. You know, we can't let the enemy control that. You know, they can't be judged during execution over you because then they're going to create a comedy. They're going to create food for you. They're going to create everything we see right now. Black power. Black power. But I'm tired, family. I'm tired of chasing, chasing my tail. Like, I realized, I just realized this. Just when that Turner been dealing with this, is what I've been saying. Just because I wake up, ain't changing all this shit that's already been in the fact. I just, mm-hmm. shit, I just got out the bed yesterday. Go ahead, Ben. Like your body, too. Mm-hmm. You can eat bad shit, eat bad shit. Just because you start eating good for the past two years ain't going to reverse all that bad shit you've been eating. Don't work that way. No, you gotta comp- you gotta give it the same time. The same the amount of time that you ate bad shit is the amount of time you got to put in to eat good shit. <laughs> I say my queen, I say black power. You gotta reverse that shit. I say to that. That's just to get balanced. And then you gotta keep going over there to, to start reaping the benefits now. You see what I'm saying? No mm-hmm. And what you're saying is so 100, but a little, man, we, we so far behind, my nigga. Niggas ain't got time to be trying to, you know what I'm saying, uh, debate about, we, oh, man, you know, I think we should try to get these eyes up. Man, look, that's that's wasting our time right there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's wasting time. Shit. We, we, thinking on, we thinking one track minded right now. That's why I, I say, listen, I'm a black nationalist. I want a fucking nation, nigga. All right? Niggas going to call themselves Jamaicans, Haitians. Everybody, ain't nobody going to drop that title. It's cool. We all black, though, right? All right, black power. Keep it moving. So, got no time for this bullshit. Nigga, we losing. And the more I see niggas want to, nigga, I, I, I'm about to kill you myself, nigga. Straight up, because you the 100. Don't be the 100. You got to be the 900. Mm. See? You fucking with the 900 squad leader commander, nigga. You understand what I'm talking about? Like I said, man, to, 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 uh, yeah. a, a king, niggas call themselves kings, but make bitch-ass decisions. The king got to make tough-ass choice <laughs> to defend his people. He got to do shit that ain't going to be popular to the people. 
because the people ain't going to understand. It ain't for them to understand. understand. It ain't for the sheep. You don't argue with sheep. Nigga. Sheep follow where the grass is at. That's all they do. Talk to the sheep. They're going to tell you, I just want to work and just mind my business. There you go, bad. What you going to argue with the bad for? Don't want to go. If you don't want to go, then you don't get. Hey, it's food. That's 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 nice. Damn, we gonna die. And if they niggas, like, man, I tell my family all the time, dumb shit gets you caught up. Stupid people get you caught up quicker. You can't do nothing with weak dumb motherfuckers. You can't do nothing. You can't do nothing. Thinking average, could be average. If you want to be great, you got to think great and do great things. Mm-hmm. And this shit right here is great, nigga. This is a great load we got to lift. This ain't no motherfucking 100-pound dumbbell, nigga. This shit, nigga, this is weight. This is some Tony Atlas shit, nigga. You feel me? So if you ain't got the resolve to even do this, is what I'm saying, man. Anyway, man, you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers, this ain't no game, though. And, and and we're dealing with an enemy who 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 know it's kill to be killed and ain't ready for that. They got plans in in effect already. These motherfuckers wake up right here, we're going to do this. Because that's all they obsess and think about. They can't wait for your ass to wake up. And you don't even realize it. Don't even realize it. That you, gonna, you, you got booby traps you about to walk into. Because you're dealing with people who spent all their money. You know what they do with all that money? Research and development. What they researching and developing? <laughs> to make your life comfortable. Where, that's how come Monsanto's coming with GMO and got GMO, salmon and GMO, everything, huh? To make your life comfortable. That's what they're studying all the time, huh? <laughs> all right. See? You you got weapons, nigga. The guns you seen right now, that's what they want you to see. You don't even know what they got. You ain't seen the laser beams. You don't play video games. Mm. 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 Most of our people are playing video games, brother. Luke. Yeah, I understand. Playing. Playing. Not putting two and two together. Not training on video games. So I understand, Queen. I'm double talking. See, I train on video games. Ain't nobody playing but you. See? Integration got you thinking it's a playground. You know what I'm saying? All fair. We don't hate the enemy. We don't despise the enemy. See, your enemy wouldn't even let a black cop tell tell nobody what to fucking do. Enemy wouldn't come around. Ain't no nigga about to come tell a nigga. Ain't time to tell enough shit. See? Ain't nobody walking around kumbaya. Nope, nope, nope. Motherfucker little kid walk by you and your granddaddy on the street. Y'all laughing. Y'all got to shut the fuck up. And put your head in that barrel. We ain't mean like that. Oh, don't treat that little white baby like that. He ain't do nothing. He was just born yesterday. Oh, that old white man ain't know nothing. Look at him. He old. He about to die already. Too nice. 
When your enemy come around taking your mama and daddy up, man, they just do whatever the fuck they please. And you worried about hurting their feelings. Okay. Damn. Damn. This remind me of the goddamn uh, Wizard of uh, the Weird song with uh, Michael Jackson, the Scarecrow. You can't win. Because <laughs> they say it's about the game. You can't win, child. You can't win. Yo, that's my job. Yo, listen, that's that shit, too. Because they can't get out of the game. Yo, you can't win. You can't win with this shit, you boy. Can't win following this yellow brick road, nigga. Yeah, you can't win. It ain't for you to win. You can't win, child. No, you can't win. That's the shit. That's the shit. Really? <laughs> we won. <laughs> yeah, can't win. Yeah, you can't get out of the game. And that's real shit. You can't. I mean, man, hey, don't have your mind on Mars with your ass lying Mars, but fam. We can't do that, fam. Yeah, you know, lying to yourself is the worst crime you could ever commit. And, 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 you know, emotions are supposed to be controlled. So control your emotions, control your feelings, and deal with reality. Black power. Black power. Our people need to know they can win, though. They can win. We can win this bitch. I don't give a fuck how many laser weapons they got. I don't give a fuck what kind of ammunition they got. We can win this bitch. Oh, yeah, now, definitely, definitely we can win. Now, the, but on the win, the way he was saying it, it wasn't that we couldn't win. Oh, no, no, King, I got where he coming from. I'm just throwing affirmation after what the brother oh, yeah, broke yeah. down to throw that out there. God damn it, we can win this bitch. Yeah, because we ain't playing the motherfucking game. Because we got uh, too many of our people that will hear that and then twist it and be like, oh, well, you know, the cracker got these weapons and he got this, he got that. And we done heard people come on the show and say that shit. Already. Yeah, those are speaking Georgias, man. But you, know, you got to know, you got to be kamikaze. We need kamikaze. Winning the not, nigga, you getting it. Cliche. And we just had some. And, and that's that's who we got to push up on our people, you know. And I got to do my homework because I really need to know all those brothers' names that by themselves decided I'm killing some crackers today and did just that. Didn't give a fuck about being shot, murdered, and didn't give a fuck about doing life in prison. Yeah, that's the only way that you got to do it. You can't go into the war thinking about win or loss. You just got to think about uh, your job in front of you. And, nigga, whatever happened, happened. You just got to be down to be on the field and be, be in the game. That's all you need to do. Ashay. Yeah. All right, you can't win if you don't play. Even if you're scared or not, get your scary ass out of here. You see? Mm-mm-mm. And, damn, y'all, you saying that about that, uh, when you said that's about... Yeah. mm I mean, think of the whole fucking psychological effect of the movie to win and the fucking black crows thinking that shit. Yep, that they would be the role of Sharpton, Louis Farrakhan. Mm-hmm. Telling you can't win. You might as well go along. Mm-hmm. They're telling you you can't get out the game. 
You can't get out the game. Uh-uh, because you can't get out of the game. And lead singers are scared to the motherfucker they're trying to keep in the game. Ain't that something? They're trying to keep him in the game. No, you can't win. No, man. You can't got him singing that shit hard, too, Jack. I'm going to play it before we leave. I'm going to play it before we leave. But we get on, you know what I'm saying? And then we're going we gonna to hold the line with, I'm going to play that Paris, hold the line. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we're going to hit that, man, hit that Paris, hold the line. Let me see. That's all that is, man. That's why I love Dr. Khalid. That's that's what any military always got to do. You got to hold that line to the end of time. That shit can't bend. It can't waver. It got to be held. One of my favorite things our brother Borm dropped on me when he said, we got to hold the line. Man, was that a great phrase, brother Borm. Honestly, I'll tell you that now that's something that I've, I've, I've learned from from people like college. Like you got to hold a goddamn line, man. got to hold that. At the end of the day, if you don't do that, then we fucking lost. We can, like, got to still be somebody holding the fucking line, no matter how bad it looks. No matter how bad it seems is going left, we got to have some hard motherfucking people, hard line in the right side. Hard lining it, not no fucking middle ground, no no none of that shit, no tipping. You know what I'm saying? Tipping the line, tiptoeing the motherfucking line, none of that shit. Got to be hard on that other side. Black power. Saying that we going to we going to finish up this Thursday. This thing take Thursday. We going we going to hit our we going to hit our book. We going to finish that up. Um, I'm gonna see if the brother's gonna come in this Saturday or maybe next Saturday with this uh, the brother Tar here RBG. He got a new album coming out. But if I can't get him to come out there, I'm trying to get somebody to come in and, and hit us with a little bit of information on African spirituality. There's some of our people who over here practicing here, and just some uh, you know just get them to give us some round some, some uh, roundabouts about it. You know these different. Uh, Different little juju, they different little altars and stuff that Africans here are practicing. That practice um, uh, going to deal with some different spiritual systems that Africans here are practicing right now. So you know, I want I want to bring some family in just to go over some of those things because we are getting in the time. We are already in that in that season. Where a lot of us are um, just pushed off into celebrating some of these uh, holidays, or they're just made readily available to you. Like, please come and enjoy us. So we want to have some things that our African people can start putting their mind to in order to create in our own spiritual context. Um, we've always utilized Umoja, Ujima, Kuzi Chagalia for. You know, for the days of the week, that's Thursday, Saturday, and, and Tuesday. Anyway, but um, I'm I'm not really I'm I'm more and more falling out with the 
I understand the principles of Kwanzaa, and I think that we, I think that the principles in their own self can be something that can be used for us. I'm not any, I cannot uh, participate or be part of the farce that this, uh, this uh, new Jew type of realization of who we are as Africans. The, uh, what do you say, the practices that surround this thing uh, are things that I deem are un-African and harmful to the psyche of Africans because they're patterned after uh, the low-life small hat. You know, we're going to have some people come, man. We're just going to get brushed up. Get brushed up, see what's going on with some of our people out there in the world and see if they, uh, you know, we want to see how far they float, really. That's what I want to know. Really want to see how far you float. And if you, uh, you know, just see if there's some things that can be incorporated in the African warrior realm. Sure. So, uh, with that being said, y'all make sure y'all come check us out. Um, well, uh, Brother Boy, speaking on the African spirituality thing, man, you know what I'm saying? I'm all for if niggas want to, uh, you know what I'm saying, practice their different spiritual systems and this and this and this. You see what I'm saying? I'm not, I would never disrespect our ancestors' spiritual systems that they practice. You know what I'm saying, but I also feel like that we gotta come up with our with our with with, with we got we gotta come with some some new shit, man. You know what I'm saying? We speaking the revolution, my nigga. The, the the motherfucking the gods of 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 the oppressor, my nigga, have to be the have to be the worst thing to mm-hmm. to the to the people that's revolting. You know what I'm saying? So if that's not part of it, then I really ain't, if, if, if that shit ain't telling me, my nigga, the killing hoes, my nigga, every chance I get, the nigga, I, I ain't really trying to hear that shit, my nigga. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? We got to goddamn put our, put our own shit on, on, our, on our shit. You feel me? No, shit, I, that means starting our own shit, my nigga, and saying, say, nigga, this what it is from here on the day with just us six on the phone, then, then that's what I ride with, my nigga. Hey, Amos Wilson said we got that right, brother. Yep, exactly. Black power, man. That right. And, and I fully exercise that right. Don't come telling me shit, nigga. If it ain't working, got me free by now. That shit goes to the ass cans of history, nigga. <laughs> I don't like the the clock, then. I totally agree with That's you. That's where we get it from, Black Power, see? Yeah, I totally agree with you, what you said, Brother um, brother Tim, Brother Black Clown. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's just the honest fact. Like I, said, I just want to bring the family in and see exactly what what they, what is it, these, you know, because so many people say that they, you know, they, they practice in these new things, and I just want to see what, what kind of energy can you get from that, what pieces can we might uh, pick off of there, utilize for our own self, because, you know, and then, because we got to create something new. We're not dealing in the same times as old. We got a whole other motherfucking, we got a whole other problem going on here. You know what I'm saying? And we realize what our problem is, so we can't use those things to old and think that they can work today, but they can't be revolutionized. You know what I'm saying? As you said, we need Yeah, to- right. You don't, you don't remake the wheel. You throw some D's on that bitch. 
You throw some D's on the bitch, right? You throw some D's on that motherfucker. Word business. Word business. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. We, we, we were going to say the pieces that work for us and that can't work for us, and we throw away, the, throw away that bullshit. And only and like you said, we need deities. War, a whole story has to be built upon our victory and, and the, you know what I'm saying, and the depth to our enemies, especially. Yeah, because, I mean, I'd be all down for the, you know what I'm saying, the ancestors, ancestral worship, you know what I'm saying, bringing our ancestors coming back to help us, you know what I'm saying, and Tony, I, I mean, I could dig that doing your altar thing and everything, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But shit, but shit, at the same time, man, you feel me? Nigga. <laughs> that's why I'm mad, brother Tim. For real. You know what I'm saying? That's why I said, that's why I said, I don't practice none of that stuff. I don't know nothing about this stuff, but I hear people talk this stuff, so I want to just see. Give me a little exposure to what exactly what what they what they doing, what they proclaim that it is. Because, you know, some of this stuff I think is going a little far. And I think, you know, and I, I don't want to be, I don't want to prejudge or, or, or talk about it in a way that I really don't understand what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's real. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's, my, that's my main thing, but I definitely agree with the family that we have our own right for us to create our own, you know, and, and listen, that's why we give, that's why we give praise Nat Turner, glory to Garvey, Lord of the Spirit of Dr. Khalid Abdul Muhammad, and we, and we deal with also, the female counterparts are those same are those same identities because those are the identities that keep us inside the spirit of freedom. You know what I'm saying? Matt Turner, Harriet Tubman, they both was willing to kill. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not only the white men, but kill those who would come against the plan for us to get freedom. Okay. We got, we got Marcus Garvey and Ida B. Wells, both who came in a time where our people where our people did not understand what the fuck was happening to them. We're really going. So they couldn't just come out just killing, even though they was willing to fight. But they had to reunify us, bring us back to the ideology of what the fuck was happening. You know what I'm saying? And then we deal with Khalid Abdul Muhammad and Fannie Lou Hamer because they re-sparked the spirit in the family. You know what I'm saying? Coming around the same time, re-sparking that spirit in us. Uh, that listen, man, we in a motherfucking fight, the long haul against the goddamn beast. Wake hmm. the fuck up, get back to it. I say to that, man. Well, you know, we got our deities already lined up. Go our business. Go our business. We got our cosmogony already set up. We got our cosmogony already set up initial already. <laughs> we wait for motherfuckers to catch on. They catch on, Nick. So that's what keeps the fire burning here. I say, brother, and, and, and that's why, and this may sound terrible, but I don't give a fuck about the Medunetta. I don't give a fuck if you can read it or not, because all I hear is soft shit from what you're claiming you can read. You ain't never read nothing about killing no goddamn enemy. Mm. <laughs> it's always mm. shit. Black Speak on that shit. Oh, man. I don't want to hear it. Oh, man. No disrespect, but... And all in all, man, that's, that's real shit right there. Nah, the real, I, I don't touch that shit. It's a lot of fruitcakes in that shit, bro. Yo, man. Tell me, I'll tell you right now, I, I'm a black nationalist. Work to Amos Wilson, nigga. Yo, yo, 
fucking, yo, brother Little hit that shit. Yo, listen, man, we might have to have that as a topic, man. Metal netter and homosexualization, man. Why are they so soft? You know. So soft. No, it's like the queen said, they too soft, nigga. That shit is soft. That shit ain't hard enough for me, nigga. I'm like MC Ren, nigga. If it ain't rough, it ain't me, nigga. <laughs> Son, I couldn't go this way, right? I tried to fuck with it, right? I tried to get a couple of the books just try to, you know what I'm saying? Then I started to listen to some of these motherfuckers who talk this shit, and I just don't like the way that they get their two, they is, they two songs. <laughs> man, what the fuck? I can't even, I can't listen to you long enough. You can't keep my attention because there's too much bitch in your voice. Or you sound, it's something, something that I just can't listen to you long enough to, to get that shit. And then I, I just totally turned off. Like I said, I got, I ordered some a couple months ago. <laughs>
terabyte, nigga. Word. I, you know, I I didn't put it to change the letters. It's Kundalini. You know? Oh, yeah, Kundalini. Yeah. that. like some things are what you say they are. But we ain't got to pretend, oh, it's Kundalini. Okay, yeah, no, seriously, it is. You know what I mean? I remember I knew a dude, his name was CBS. I said, damn, CBS? I said, ain't that like season bullshit? <laughs> I said, damn, and then all this nigga did was bring the bullshit. So see, got the BS right there, see? I said, this nigga name is exactly what the fuck he up to. Okay, <laughs> So, we got the Kundalini. We got to catch some of these Kundalini rises now. That shit right there is some straight Indians out of Pakistan shit, nigga. Can't, nigga can't bring me the Kundalini's and be like, oh, this the African shit, nigga, and your chakras raising, nigga. That's some motherfucker. That's that yo. That's that yoga homo thug shit, man. Yeah, man. Leave that shit alone. <laughs> yeah, Do some pull up, some regular push ups, nigga. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, all this comedic push. Yo, nigga, you got to see this comedic yoga shit these niggas pulling, man. I got this. What? Shit. That's what I'm talking about. Comedic yoga. Oh, no, listen, I got this. Man. No, I got this book. Trust me, by this ah oh, man, who's this book by? It might be Raul Nasser. If ah oh, man, this oh, yeah, I know, I know, I know, he be on that though. It probably is him. Yeah, man, it's called the Serpent Energy. And he got that bullshit. Yoga in there and shit, and you got to show your balance. I'm telling you, that shit is soft as hell, bro. Over every all the little, you know what I'm saying? All the symbols that you see on the walls, these niggas be bending up, getting into them symbols. Them yeah, I'm straight. Them. They do the mother and Newt. They get up like Newt. Then they do the gab. Just pimping the people, man. <laughs> Throwing the wings in my eyes. <laughs> no, the outfits, yo. The outfits blew me away. Once I seen the outfits, I said, oh, hell no, I'm calm. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, these things uh, are away. This is my word. I'm, uh, yo, this is my word. I'm about to find this book, take some pictures of this shit so you can see. But what? No, 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 no. This book by Mawada Ashby. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, Mawada Ashby. You know what I'm saying? That's who, that's who wrote this book. This one we doing all the committee yogi in there. Boy, it's bent all up. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's that soft shit. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, that, that's like faggity-faggity on everything. Everybody that talks that metal netted shit, all they all peace, uh, brotherhood, you know, Anything wrong, it's your fault. But Yo, nothing for the cracker. Fuck that. Yeah, you told, you, you're not telling no lies. Yeah, they talk about my mind, but they don't want justice. It's awesome. <laughs> it's like we got to learn metanetics so we can learn universal life and learn how to really get along with everybody because that's the real thing is that we just really don't understand that we are the supreme connection to the universe. And our job is to designate back to supreme justice and equality and balance with all of the human families on the planet. And if you ain't with that, then you just don't really understand the system that was brought up in in the called the uh, meta Because this is all about love, brother. Nah, fuck that. I'm just about, nigga, kicking ass and catching your name on the tombstone, nigga. <laughs> My op mean balance, brother. We got to balance this out, brother, with love. Yeah, we is balanced. We on the onslaught. They still don't see that shit tilted way to getting your ass whooped, nigga. You got to tilt. Yeah, back the other way, nigga. Yeah. You can't 
acknowledge brother, brother, brother love conquer hate. Nigga, that's an emotion, and you need to control your emotions. Nigga, okay. you sound like a real female right now. Now listen, right? Now listen, right? Yo, the brother said that shit on the rap song, right? That brother said, the brother said, love conquers hate, sound good in theory, but never, ever, ever worked in history. Because, <laughs> you know, we ain't talking about self-love in that equation. We're talking about love for the enemy who fucking you up. That's why the scales are unbalanced. Mhm. And, and y'all got that's what the hate that hate produced. Brother Overwally said that shit. Yeah. But listen, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we go off, before we go off, you know what I'm saying? And we hit these songs real quick. We hit this right real fast.
and the fear is keeping people away from coming together as they should. Now, what can you do about that? There's nothing I can do about that. Because it's my firm belief that somebody has to be that. Everybody can't be Billy Mama. Everybody can't tiptoe through the tools. Everybody can't play politics. Everybody can't compromise. Somebody has to be strong. I wouldn't have to be as strong as I am if I saw some others being strong like that. I could tone that, but I'm feeling such desperation to get the message out, to try to plant the seed in those who are strong enough that the walls of their mind can hold that revolutionary life. Chill out. Before yet. 